to the Glorious Bards. This is adventure number 23. Uh, we're excited to have you here and have an everything working perfectly on our end technically. Uh, we are coming to you live on twitch.tv slash Bards. Also available all our adventures on our YouTube channel. And you can catch us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, let's, uh, before we get going on our adventure, let's get a recap of what happened last time from Jeremy. Okay, so the group uh, still travel through the Black Doors, under Mirskan, under the deeper end of the pits, the lower, lower, lower end of this crushed city catacombs, this old, old temple of uh, Scoriel. When we cross the Black Doors, they have detected that we were no longer in Mirskan anymore, some other dimension, some other area. And it was a dark area, not just uh, by light, but by general feeling and sound of everyone. There was a chain that crossed this great chasm, three previous chains across these bridges. And not to go to the middle of the planet, these chains were actually into the five people that had Silver tried his hardest to uh, get a guy free, but that poor guy is didn't work out. Uh, he, he, he died on the way. We still ended up crossing and making it over. And in the, on the other side of the bridge, we found that uh, we found a lot of things, but one of the things that we found was raiding. And there was a large battle that, that was with some undead uh, creatures, some zombies, shadow figures, and of course the raid got away. We didn't get to defeat him. We defeated almost everybody else. We found the bone that apparently set things off, and we found writing in there and some maps that talked about uh, the bone has awoken the king, and we did our best to get it back out of there. Xander did want to stop and try something uh, magically a little bit, and uh, did not work out so well as the fact that there were these giant smoke goliaths that started literally lifting up ground and just throwing bridges at us. And Sir Brenros took the brunt of that. Thank you, Sir Brenros. And... Uh, nearly killed Palik as well. She almost didn't make it out. But we all did. We we made our way across. We crossed through the Black Doors into Mirskan, and the bone in our hands kind of withered away into dust. That was where we left off. So from there, let the adventure begin. Feathered black wings soar over the blue waves of an ocean. The raven Yathane spreads her wings and glides with the ocean wind. Beneath her, the debris of a destroyed ship comes into view. People cling to broken sections of a wooden hull, wounded and crying for help. A second vessel, a dark green warship, cuts through the water and crashes through the debris. The survivors clinging for their lives are knocked down beneath the waves. Yafane looks far away from the destruction below and sees island after island on the horizon. 
A dark storm gathers over the isles, casting an ominous shadow across the sea. The raven turns northeast, away from the dark islands and into a cool breeze. The wind picks up and the air turns bitterly cold. A fog obscures the waves below. The black raven fights against the white snow falling in her way. Ice clings to her wings. The cold wind from the north grows more intense and knocks her from the sky. Yathane tumbles end over end and falls through the fog below until swooping down and desperately landing upon a signpost. She shakes the ice from her feathers and cocks her head around at the ocean that is no longer there. Instead, damp ground stretches out in all directions. Off in the distance, a road leads to a small town covered in a setting sun and heavy fog. There are harsh whispers and cries of anguish coming from the town. Yathane looks down and sees a well not far away that descends into darkness. A heavy breathing rolls out of the well, followed by voices that echo from within. I know oh, you can't have it. Oh, oh, to me. Where am I? Yes, my pomegranate. A pair of eyes like long slits appear in the well. Yathane flies off her perch, a signpost that points to the town at the end of the road with the name Mosshaven scrawled in crude lettering. Suddenly, Yathane is pierced by a huge, sharp talon that pins her to the ground. She lies there twitching before falling still. The talon piercing her body is attached to a freakishly long, sinewy arm which extends out from within the well. The well, the arm, the whispers, the town all collapse in on themselves, and a startled Sildren bolts up from his dream and shakes his head to clear the nightmare. He is safe within the interior garden of the Nexus, with his bed lying amongst trees and grass. Master Yaru quietly enters the garden with a look of concern. Is everything all right, Druid? Yes. I heard you yell. A bad dream and not the first one. Perhaps your mind is clouded in troubled thought. More so a concern for our fate. I dreamt of three dangers. Visions should not be taken lightly. It was a vision that brought me to all of you. And we are grateful to have you and Palik with us. I feel we will have more need of your help in the weeks to come. It is Palik and myself who are proud to have fought at your side and are grateful for you sharing this home of yours. I feel safe in speaking on her behalf when I say that we treat your companionship and this Nexus with a great deal of respect. Holy hell, you guys! I just took a wicked shit out of a hole in a wall that drops into an endless ocean! The halfling thief, Pleek, bounds into the garden with a skip and a smile. This Nexus is amazing! I helped myself to the cupboards in the kitchen and I served up a beef and cheese slurry for a late night stack. You know, my belly still feels like I could hurl up a beefy boulder right now. Piercy stumbles into the garden, rubbing the sleep out of his uh, eyes. What is this about the boulder on the beef? That sounds yummy. Polique's stomach rumbles as Sir Brenros enters the garden. It's not even six in the morning yet. What are you all talking about so loudly? I don't even think the sun knows it's supposed to be up. 
<laughs> oh, the old fussy knight needs his precious vinky vinks to uh, rise without the grumpies each morning, yeah? Exactly. Now, Xander's still fast asleep down the hall, so let's give him some time to rest before heading out to the castle of the storm. We need to apprise King Fan of what we did within the Tower of Skodranar. The heroes all leave the garden, going their separate ways to prepare for the morning. Good! That'll give me another hour to get naked and dive back into a warm bed. There's a crashing sound from down the hall and frantic steps running towards the garden. What did she say? What did she say? Xana runs into the garden with no one else there but the silent trees. Damn it! You guys are in the Nexus, gathering up your gear and getting ready to head out to see the king. Anything especially you would like to do this morning? You are fully healed and fully rested. Uh, yes. Yaru will just kind of walk around looking at stuff with Sildren and just look in amazement. This place is very much the opposite of the last magic we encountered down in the pit. This is a long journey to get to this building to get here. It is so well hidden. It could be very useful in the times to come against this great evil. There are many secrets that it still conceals and we need to seek them out. Piercy wants to uh, just rum, rummage. He's in the that, that room with the potions and alchemy stuff and okay yeah he's rummaging all right we are uh just for clarity's sake uh we are in the nexus which is in this strange other realm the connection point of which is within the city of mirskan it's a home outside of home uh you are at the top section of your of this nexus home piercy which you have been to once or twice before i think uh, and you're rummaging around, uh, you find different uh, alchemical ingredients that catch your eye. And if you want, you could maybe spend like the next month or two and we can switch your class to alchemist um, and make, <laughs> make that happen. Now, um, he's just looking more for like uh, any gadgets or bobs or things that just look like they might be interesting or useful. You do. You see one bomb on there that looks like a classic bomb that's black and has a little fuse at the end uh, and written on it in white ink. It says uh, Jix's big bomb written on it. Oh, God. Oh, it's a, it's a little Jix. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's a big bomb. <laughs> you put it in your cheek? He's got cheek Oh, my goodness. What could go wrong? <laughs> Anything else you guys would like to do? So, um, does Sildren recognize the name Moss Haven from his dream at all? Uh, make a society yeah, roll. I'm so not ready to make rolls. Okay, society. Da, da, da. 21. Yes, it is a, a small town you've heard of in the kingdom of Navarre, where you are at. Okay. Uh, very good. That's what I needed to know. All right. Uh, you guys then head out unless anyone wants to do. Yes, Xander. Yeah, so back to the to the mouth pouches. 
reminded Xander that uh, Piercy had a, a map <laughs> in there earlier. They was really excited about getting back to the Nexus because uh, he wanted to, to see if that kind of correlates with uh, the books that we have uh, in the in the library up in the in the upper room. So Xander wants to go to Piercy and say, "Give me the thing." What thing you you talking about there? When we were down in the in the black, <laughs> the black door room, you had a, a, a map, right? The, the the papers that came off of the desk, and there was a there was a thing that had the lines with the dots. Oh, I think oh yes, place. yes, I, I have it. Uh, uh, I need I need one minute to to retrieve it. But okay. Don't look at me. It makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm bashful. Piercy fishes out the map. All right. Yeah. Whenever you, the next time you roll a natural 20, <laughs> nothing bad will happen in combat, but you'll swallow something in your mouth. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the big bomb. <laughs> All right, uh, you reach deep in, uh, you move past the bomb, you move past half of a partially eaten chicken pot pie, and then you pull out a, a map on a long piece of paper and hand, uh, is it pre-moistened that you hand to him, or is it kept dry? Well, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's, it's it depends on the type of paper it was on, if it was waterproof okay. or not, so. All right, he hands you uh, a map that smiles, uh, smells a little bit like Gouda cheese, mm. and it's now in your possession, Xander. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. So, uh, you see here is, uh, there's there's this, uh, the line in the middle, uh, and then to the left is the, the water, I think, and and to the right is uh, uh, some, some trails, and I don't want you to read it. I just wanted to look at it. Oh, it runs up to the uh, to, uh, to the, uh, the uh, uh, what's it called? The, the thing that you stand in front of when you put the book down. Podium. Yeah, that one. Let's go to the podium. He goes to the podium and uh, takes the map up there. Uh, all right. Uh, you go up to the podium and you uh, there is a book already on there, perhaps. Let's say not then. Uh, the. Uh, you remove the any book that's on there. You place down down the scroll of the map, and the map is. Uh, I sent you guys a picture, uh, but I don't have one available for viewers, unfortunately. Right off the top of my head, it is. Uh, it looks like a. It's made of shadows, uh, like ink of shadows that are just slightly off the page and wobble gently, and uh, it's almost as though they're not real, but they are. And they mark the outline of the kingdom of Navarre. And there is a uh, an X marked in the middle of the uh, map um, in, in the middle of Navarre. There is an uh, a X to the south where the kingdom of Fave would be. There is a circle section where the city of Mirskan would be. And then there's a straight line that goes all the way out to the Thousand Islands where there's another uh, circular type mark. Okay. <clears throat> this, this definitely means something. Also, it's a little unnerving that someone else, I'm gonna guess Raineth, who can draw in shadows, knows these places. Do you guys think, hey, hey, you guys! What? Yes, I, I hear. 
Do you think that this spot right here where it shows the line and the circle over in the big islands and Thousand Isles, that, do you think that's where we are? Do you think that's the Nexus? Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure, Xander. I knew it. Figured it out. <laughs> but uh, uh, what are the two, the two X's? Oh, oh, um, so yeah, that's a great question. I, I think will tell you. it's a tabernary to the north, and I think it's a, it's a sarweed to the south. That's a great guess, Piercy, but you're probably wrong, and I'll tell you why. Oh. Because there's no reason that... Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What if this actually isn't Nexus portals? What if this is actually Towers of Squadronar? That's... It's not a bad idea. You might have something. Here's a hell of something. That's, and what do we have... I don't know, but my first thought was that this was like a, a, a map of 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 our of the gates of the different places that the books can go. Remember the books? They can go this differently. I thought this might have known where those were, but now Piercy has me thinking it could be the other things. It could be the towers. Yes, and the books are a wonderful tool for taking you to places of imagination and escapism. Yes, that's right. You don't know anything. Butterflies in the sky. Good. <laughs> I can teleport twice as high. You don't believe me at all, do you? I, I'll tell you, I got the magic of this thing. I, I'm the keeper of the Nexus key. Look at this. Xander will go over to the bookshelf and he will grab the... Uh, the Just grabs a random book, flips it. <laughs> you read it, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. <laughs> Which 50 Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> also, why do we even have that book? I, <laughs> <laughs> and why the scratch and sniff version? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Xander, what were you doing? I'm uh, sorry. So, I got so, uh, there's the four different books. I think one of them is uh, the Northern Navarre, is what it's titled, right? There were five. Or Yaru doesn't know this, but they were like Northern Varen, Southern Varen, yeah, yeah. Eastern Varen. Western and then Central Varen? Did I say yeah. Yeah, I, I think It was like a Southeastern, South Central Varen, I think, was one of the books. No, there was they, also an otherworldly one. Yeah. Wouldn't the, it be great if I had that an entire book that had a quick reference to where one of those might East, be? Eastern, Northern. Southern and Western wasn't completed, if I recall. Yes, and then we opened one that said Elder Sphere. <laughs> right, the one yeah. that that was completely locked up with the yeah, yeah. red key that vanished. And mm -hmm. would vibrate and dance around. Yeah, we don't want to mess with that. <laughs> sure, sure, no harm would come from that whatsoever. All this is going Northern on. Varen, Northern Varen, yeah. Eastern Varen, <laughs> Elder Sphere, and the Elastel. And did did uh, did you say Southern Varen? Southern Varen, Northern Varen, Eastern Varen, right. Elder Sphere, and Illistel. And Illistel is still locked up, as I have it. That is correct. Okay, I, I'm gra uh, Xander's grabbing Northern Varen. Okay. You have the book in your hands. Oh, Xander will take it over to the podium. Be careful of that one. That one's old Bizrin. I'm. You need to know this. 
He opens it up. <laughs> finds Jaru is just watching him carry this really big, I'm assuming, book over to the Sanders size. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, <laughs> you can't even see him behind it. He puts it down the podium. Ahem. Eye contact with Yaru right at him. Yes. The fern tree with inside Northern Varen is actually. Xanner fades away and is gone. What the hell just happened? What? What magic is this? Fire to San or go. Just close the book and let's be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me click Jeremy's camera off real fast. <laughs> yeah, Yaru like walks around with his hands behind his back, like around the podium, is like doing like your magician shit. Like, this, where's the wire? Where's the, you know, I punching the like air, doing something. Brandon Ross, where did where did Xander go? This is the travel magic that is bound to the books. Seems these are bound to certain spots in the world. Xanner is very keen on the knowledge of some of them. Seeing as no one has followed me, Xanner will then take his Nexus key, point it over the point at where he landed, where the uh, the broken pillar was the last time. Uh-huh. Um, you were not there. <laughs> what? <laughs> And it looks, if Renrose picks up the book, he got the wrong book. <laughs> you are not there. It's a, it's a flip book. You can just see Janner, Xanner page by page. <laughs> just a dragon head slowly coming in. Uh, no, Xanner, uh, you are uh, inside a stone storeroom beneath the ground. There, it is damp. There are crates. There are barrels. There's a rickety old wooden staircase, and there is an old maid there with a candle in her hand and a small jug, uh, who's halfway up the stairs, who is turned around and looking at you, standing next to this old stone podium that's been tucked in the corner for decades. Peep and I. <laughs> she drops the candle, she drops the jug, it splatters, it's a little alcoholic, and there's a bit of a fire now on the wooden stairs, and she runs up the door and goes screaming out into the rest of the place. Um, I, I, I Xander casts Ray of Frost on the okay. fire to at least put that out. All right. And, and save the day, as it were, and not let the whole place ignite, because I imagine there might be other jugs around. I haven't looked yet. You, you put the fire out. The jugs are safe. Okay. Xander uh, will start heading up the stairs. Okay. Xander, you, you head up the stairs and you see there is a kitchen that is uh, big, but not well used. There is a big fire oven type area, but it's got just a tiny little fire. It is cold and you can still hear some screaming off in the distance as this old maid has run uh, further off. There's someone here! There's someone down there! Um, what else? 
do I see looking around? It is. The, it does it look like it's a shop? Does it look like it's a house? It looks like the kitchen to a big house for sure. Okay. Uh, it's uh, a little dark out. You can see there is a, uh, a window and some doors that head out of the place and then some more doors that head into the interior of the place. And then you hear off in the distance a male voice going, guards, guards, to the kitchen. <laughs> okay. All right, hang on. Uh, Xander's going to go back down into okay. the cellar, find the, the corner, and try to try to put the wand over where the pillar that I was standing next to is. was. The wand over the pillar. Okay, so hang on a second. I have a nexus key. And yes. It's, it's a long... It's it's a it's a long like wiry thing. It kind of looks like a wand. In my hand, it's a little bit longer still. Okay. But I would take take my nexus key out and I would appoint it over the pillar, the way I tried the last time I tried to get back. All right. And Xanner, the world of the stone storeroom disappears around you, and you arrive back in the nexus next to the book podium, right as Master Yaru accidentally pokes you in the eye with a cat-like paw. Ow. Where did you go? Is oh! Invisibility magic. <laughs> Don't judge invisibility magic. It's very effective. And no, that's not where I went this time. I actually, I went to a completely different place this time. I was in a far away land, I think. And it was a cellar and there was jugs and wine and there were guards and it was a, it was a grand adventure. Shut up, dummy. No, it was. There was Sounds there was, like you partook of too much of those jugs of wine. Well, no, could have, didn't. Responsible. Mm. Sounds like we need to put the books away. Okay, I'm just saying that the, the whole reason we did this, Yaru, Bread Rose, was because I wanted to show you the map. And I think this map might be important and it might have these nexus points listed in here that we can get access to with the books. But you don't know where you just went. I, I that's the point of the map. This is the map was for Scorchinar. Does the map look any different uh, now that Xanner has left and returned? Uh, it looks no different whatsoever. Uh, you do see, however, Sir Brenros hand a kindergarten book to Xanner that just says, my safe place. <laughs> and it's lots of colors. It's four pages, a lot of felt on them and stuff like that. What were those bells. kids' book highlights just... or something like that? <laughs> it's just a book that says, good touch, bad touch. <laughs> oh. Thank you. This I forgot about this one. One of my favorites. I'm going to leave the map here. I think this is important. We need to study this later. Xanner would like to detect magic on the map to determine how that shadow ink is there. What type of magic that is. Okay. Make a arcane roll, please. All right. 28. 28, you just know that it is enchantment magic, and with a little bit of effort, you could easily uh, disenchant it and uh, obliterate all the shadowy writing from it. Um, but it is done. The 28, you do not know how it is done. All right, good to know. So it is it is magical in nature. It is an enchantment on there. And uh, if we have time, if anyone else is going to take their time, I think... Uh, Xana would like to make a copy 
of the map, like, like on with with a standard quill, and, and write it down okay. just in case. All right, you make your own map on a piece of paper. Done. And Percy puts it. And you stick both of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's do now. <laughs> Offing up the missing books. Uh, Brenros would like to have a, a, a side uh, focus that uh, he's working on, which is to establish some sort of uh, simple shrine up in the Nexus. Okay. For him and his goddess. Um, yes, you could do, there are extra rooms, so you could take over one of the extra bedrooms. You could do it in the kind of uh, central point of a garden. It's like a 30 by 30 space, although Sildren does have his bedroll that he lies out in there. Um, those would be the most obvious two places I could think of. We'll do the garden and hopefully <laughs> right. be willing to share the uh, I'm going to put space. it right on top of his bedroll. This is really <laughs> it, is it is a lot of wind chimes in it. <laughs> and an hourly gong, that must be it. Wake up. Boom. All right. Um, yeah, and actually, if Brenros is doing that, then... Um... I want a bigger one right now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um, well, that, and, and I think it's uh, a fitting to have uh, also a little thing for Keth in there as well. So sort of kind of, I guess we get a little circle going on of all of our divinities. Circle of life here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then Soren just sleeps in the middle of it. So we're going to come back okay. one day after we've been gone for like a week and the whole place is just going to be like torn to shreds. We'll find out that it's like this deity battle. Where <laughs> I was thinking just like a lot of incense and, you know, like tapestries hung up everywhere. All right. Cool. Um, anything else? Otherwise, the group leaves the Nexus, which drops you on top of a three-story boarding house in the city of Mirskan. You make your way through the city and to the Castle of the Storm, where King Phaon resides. Um, you are easily granted access. The uh, servants, guards, and attendants all know you quite well. You are brought up uh, to the king's chambers, where he is at a big table. He's got some maps out. He's signing some things and talking with some uh, uh, different uh, advisors that he has. Uh, you recognize maybe even one senator, um, and he sees you coming and tells us other people, uh, I'll, uh, let's continue this in just a moment. Uh, my friends, the defenders of the realm, it is good to see you again. Oh, it's good to see you too, dear king. Good king fan. It has, uh, it has, it has been too long. Has it? How long has it been? Uh, Yaru, Yaru will kind of step forward. He's never met the king before. Uh, and he'll just, it is a great honor to be in your presence today. He says, I uh, haven't had the pleasure. I am Yaru, master of the three winds. This is my associate, Palik. Hi, 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 king, your honor, what do, what do I call you? He's like, oh, Palik. Oh, um. <laughs> 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 this is awkward. Definitely awkward. <laughs> I, 
I said when I was king, things would be different, but you know, that was just a talk, baby. <laughs> he says, uh, the, the pleasure's all mine. Any friend of uh, our defenders uh, is certainly a friend of the, of the kings and the kingdoms. Uh, and, and yes, uh, Master Xanner, you are, last time I spoke with you was a week ago. You said you were off to uh, investigate the storm uh, that was over the west part of the town. And that storm quickly abated, and I figured you were off on some other escapade, and now you have returned. Well, usually abating is, is a quick process. Good to know. <laughs> I, I will tell you, Great King, that uh, the storm, though it may have ceased this time, we fear may be coming back again. We have some grave news about what we encountered while we were down in the pits. What, what is this grave news? There was a creature, one that we've encountered twice now, by the name of Raineth. He's a shadow creature, and we we believe that he is trying to bring back Scordrenar, who is an ancient evil, it appears. And uh, they took with them some sort of bone of an old king through these dark doors and into another portal, we feel. Much like a portal that you've been in before, your highness. Winky, winky eye, yeah, you get it. And so now we're concerned that he's going to continue to try to do more things uh, in other temples. And we, we feel like we need to go find out exactly what's happening. We should pursue him as soon as possible. Right? Right? Is it, that's right, right? We're doing that? The young one speaks truly. This dark shadow must be stopped. And how is it that you stopped the storm over the city? That was you, yes? Well, I hope so. Uh, what we did was uh, we... In short, we spoke with the ghost. He told us exactly the steps that we needed to take as, as long as we were of noble heroes, find the bone and bring it back through the doorway. When we grabbed the bone from the bad guys and brought it back over, it disintegrated so we don't have it anymore, it's gone. But that's, we think, when the storm ended because there was no more smoke magic that happened because the bone was not in there anymore. It, you had to be there. Sir Brenrose, perhaps you can illuminate me on some of this. He pats Xanner on the head warmly. <laughs> Seems, good king, that the an ancient evil, as he mentioned, is trying to return. A number of minions and other sub-creatures are trying to bring this much larger evil back to Varen. This one particular place, this Tower of Scordrenar, in the middle of uh, uh, in the middle of the town here was one such place to begin a summoning if I'm understanding it correctly I'm not all too familiar with all the occultisms involved but it seemed to start an awakening I believe was the words that were used and briefly interrupted at this time however it does bring up greater urgency for finding other towers just like it throughout Varen. It was important that we reached out to you and kept you updated. Danger is not over, 
and the evil is coming. That is news I will take definitely to heart. How can I assist you? And also, how did you come across your new friends? As fate would have it, in most dire need, they seem to come out of the very shadows uh, uh, of the tower there. Uh, we were in trouble. We were trying to descend into this and investigate the tower, and they came to our aid. It was most fortunate. In my monastery, we teach of the great evil, and we meditate and train to one day hope to defend it. I took it upon myself to journey far across the land to find this great evil source. In that journey, I found Palik, who ended up saving my own life. And there she introduced me to these new friends. Together we have become a force to be reckoned with. Even dark shadows run from us. That's right. It's true. We did make him run a lot. He he dove into a giant pool of hands that kind of sucked him all up, but we couldn't find him after that. But uh, we did it. <laughs> there are many great and mysterious magics that seem to be going on. Some that trouble even one as experienced as Zenner here. Uh, I do worry, but we have quite a few talented heroes among us. He says, then uh, let us speak uh, of this and something else more that's uh, been on my mind since you've been away. And as he says that, that still just rings odd, Xander. You've only been gone less than 24 hours. The party was just last night, whereas he's claiming it's longer than that. The king then says to, especially the new folks, uh, well, then I owe a debt of gratitude to the two of you, Yaru and Palik, and as I have helped the other defenders of the realm, I feel uh, indebted to you as well. We were quite concerned about that magical storm, as were several other uh, wizards within the city, and I'm glad you were able to help. Um, any motions for uh, an attendant to come over. And the attendant brings over a wooden box. Within that wooden box, he opens up and there are three gray shards. Some of you maybe in this group have seen something like this before. No, maybe all of those people are gone. And so... <laughs> I can't remember. The only three people. Yeah. Uh, but he says, these are the king's shards that uh, I have given to the defenders in the past. And I would like to give unto you. And he he reaches into the small velvety case and pulls one out and hands it to you, Palik, and says, uh, if you place this upon your weapon, it will grant you uh, great strength in battle to uh, protect our kingdom. Th th thank you so much, uh, King, your King, your, your Highness, your Honor. Haven't cleared that up yet. Also, <laughs> are, are we... Are we the defenders of the realm now, too? He looks at you all. Sullivan's in the background. 
<laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, they have proven themselves more than worthy <laughs> of the name if they choose to wear that mantle. And if you wear the mantle, you will also be a champion of King Phaon! The Great Wolf! Of course. And for uh, you, uh, Yaru, and he takes one off and says, you do not have a weapon. These are as good as any weapon to me. He says, perhaps your, uh, your, your protective wraps around your hand might be able to take uh, such a, a gift from a king. And he hands you a stone and then looks at you says, well, you do have two hands, and he gives <laughs> you the other stone as well. Oh, shit. Oh, Whoa. Nice. Okay. King! <laughs> Yaru will bow his most humble bow uh, and back away close to Sojin and just, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> On a scale uh, of one to ten, is it okay, Sojin hasn't got one bow? of those yet, but that's okay. <laughs> it's Was round two, and Sojin still doesn't get one, but you get two, degree. it's cool. <laughs> It's a strange. <laughs> Malik's looking at her, both her sword and her dagger, like, <laughs> You should have shown him both weapons. Yara's in the corner, clutching them, bunny kicking at them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> uh, uh, Palik, what weapon are you putting them in? Or putting it in? Oh, man. Uh, the, uh, the, the rapier. Okay, you put it in your rapier, and the stone, as you put it near the hilt, uh, gets absorbed partially into and and becomes part of the uh, hilt section and phases into it, and you have gained a rune of shock, which I have already added to your character sheet. I've already attached it to your your attack action as well. Thank you. Um, And just know that if you get a critical hit, I believe it has a chance to reach out and touch a a friend uh, that you want to zap a little bit as well. Does Piercy recognize this as the same one that the king gave him? Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, he gives he gives his other like because he never put it on his uh, his sword, his short sword. So uh, he noticed Palik kind of mournfully looking at her <laughs> dagger. Nice. Uh, he's oh, uh, I think I have one of these you can have there, uh, little Palik. What would really? Why don't you use it? Oh, I, I already you have a have, nice sword just like mine. I have a shiny rock on my sword already. <laughs> oh, that's very kind. Thank you. You're welcome. And you attach it, and now you've got yeah. one in each of your weapons. <laughs> nice. See if you can augment that on your character sheet. If not, I can do it later. Okay. Uh, Yaru, how does this work with your hand wraps? Uh, Yaru is, like uh, Bren Rose mentioned, he is in the corner, but he is in his lotus pose, just trying to meditate as hard as he can. You guys kind of see the uh, bindi on his forehead start to glow it's uh yellow glow you feel like you can see something inside of it moving almost like it's a very lifelike uh thing and then you just see one of the stones in his right hand kind of dissolve into a liquid and then turn into the hand wraps themselves Mm, okay and then they begin to take an effect of some kind that i have not yet been described 
All right, you have gained a, uh, a red fiery stone and it gained a rune of fire that adds Ooh. 1d6 fire damage to your attacks. And wow. the second stone fades into your other hand, giving you 1d6 cold as is a rune of frost. <laughs> so you cool. have both. And even though they're in different hands, we're going to merge nice. them into yep. one attack roll. I've got them on your, cool. uh, your action sheet, which for you, you're not a heavy hitter. You're a rapid fire hitter hitter, which means you might uh-huh. get a little more value out of these than other people on top of that. And because they're two separate runes, if you click on your main hand wrap fist item in Fantasy Grounds, I added a new section at the bottom for critical. So okay. when you get a critical, not only do you do double damage, but you then do 1d10 persistent fire damage to your target each round. Oh. And the target is slowed one unless it makes a DC 24 fortitude save. Oh, okay. Criticals are now huge for you. So where will I click that? In my actions tab? Uh, in your actions tab, the first hand rip fist, hand wrap fast, blah, hand, hand wrap fist. <laughs> <laughs> on the far right, there's a little red square, the little info yes. box. Click on that at the bottom okay. of that. It says critical. Okay, excellent, cool. So you, you just have to remember to do that when you get a critical. So I'll still do the, is it shift? Shift. Uh, and then shift click. D10. Yep. Awesome, thank you. Nice, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. he'll, once the, the powers like absorb, you'll see one hand uh, with like the tape, he'll like fasten the tape securely around both of his hands and his right hand will flame a little bit and his left hand will ice into a just big ice fist and he'll just stand there in awe. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he looks badass. You guys patronizing. <laughs> I had this weird image that he was just literally going to hold on to these rocks the whole time. Right. <laughs> I just, and then sometimes just, he forgets oh, and drops it. Yes. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> the uh, king says, uh, well, I, w- I would certainly appreciate you continuing your your rooting out this uh, Raineth uh, fellow. It sounds like uh, it's quite a threat to the kingdom. I have also, uh, since you've been gone this week, uh, have run into several uh, issues that uh, go beyond the city and could certainly use your help and one within that might need your assistance as well. Um, please sit. Um, police like already like lounging on the table with her feet <laughs> on it. <laughs> I've sent off an envoy to the Thousand Islands, in particular to a place known as Port Rising. We have to reestablish our trade uh, routes between the Thousand Isles in here. Obviously, there's been a lot of upheaval within Navarre, and we need to reestablish old connections and reassure the other kingdoms out there that we are strong and willing to grow uh, further from here. In particular, we need that trade from the Thousand Isles. I have sent a ambassador of mine, an envoy Nordella, uh, and she was sent on a uh, ship called the Napers Wake out to speak to Mayor Jun Cartlin of Port Rising. Your goal was to rekindle the trade negotiations with Jun Cartlin um, and, and 
assure him that we would not only respect previous trade agreements from long ago when I was last on the throne, uh, but also that we would maintain safe waters between Navarre and the Thousand Isles. In time, our fleets are gone. The Senate sold or decimated them, and we have very limited resources, but I'm committed to making them strong again. Unfortunately, I just received a messenger bird from the Napers Wake, and there were some troubling entries and emotions for one of his attendants to bring over a tiny little rolled up little tiny message. And he unrolls it and reads from this message. Skies are dark and the seas are rough. We will ensure your message gets through, my king, though it may take time due to repairs needed for our ship. And then he opens up a second message. We've been attacked and cannot lose them even with full sail. It is a relentless pirate ship that dogs our every step. We move with haste but the waves between us shrink by the hour. And that is all that we received. Silver's gone a little pale during that, um, the while, while he was reading, recognizing the uh, parts from his vision. Okay. Friends of yours, Sildren. He says to Sildren. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that. Friends what? of yours, Sildren, you seem concerned for them. It, this morning I woke with a start and had another foretelling dream. And the words in the missive just read to us um, correlate with events from that, from that vision. Um, we will discuss more, let the king finish what he has to say and then yes um, if you don't mind <laughs> Sorry. excuse me king friends are talking <laughs> clearly you did not see what the druid did to the last senator Kings are not oh, Jesus. <laughs> don't make the same mistakes <laughs> sit your royal ass down <laughs> Remember the real power of Navarius. <laughs> the Druids rule here. Called it's children's whim. <laughs> uh, the king says, uh, Napers Wake was uh, to take on cargo and drop off some at a location called Emperor Island, his advisor nods, uh, before heading to Port Rising. If you... I know you have much to do and I still have more to ask of you, uh, but if you can't take note of this and see if you can find out if Nordella and the Napers Wake are alive and well and ensure the message that Navarre is committed to trade with the Thousand Islands and that in two months time promising to the mayor of Port Rising, that we will have multiple ships out on patrol to keep the the ocean safe. Uh, that would be uh, of great value to Navarre. So, if I just want to make sure I clarify, you want us to be envoys to the Thousand Isles to let them know that you're going to get them ships in two months? 
The attendant who's been helping a lot comes over to you, Xanner, and hands you an oversized sash with the emblem of Mirskan on it. <laughs> oversized. <laughs> I'm gonna be the envoy for the King of Navarre? Uh, it, it might fit um, someone else better, little. Xander! Avenging home! <laughs> Defender of the realm, champion of King of Navarre, and envoy to the king! He's going to be insufferable down. now. His LinkedIn profile's just getting really deep now. <laughs> Xander, that, that sash is real big for you. Thank well, you. you you want me to fix it? I can give me a few minutes and I can take it in. Your 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 frame's a little slight. I can like uh, make it a little, look a little better. It's really weighing him down too. <laughs> his, his head just got so big. I mean, okay, that's yeah, sure. And the king says, "Yes, I would give you uh, official documentation that you would uh, speak on my behalf. I have no qualms with that." He says, looking at Sir Brenros. <laughs> Is that? What about the other ship? Do you need us to do anything with that? He says, um, "The Napers Wake. Yes, I need you to look look into it and make sure that it has arrived safely." By the way, you know that Xander Sass just says, I'm a big boy now on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sash. You guys, it's a sash. Redrust, do you remember when we looked at getting sashes and those fancy hats? We that was good times. Still have those sashes. I think we do, right? Um, I certainly do. I would not want to be disrespectful to the people in the uh, Sarvid area. Uh, Brenros, the attendant comes by and hands you some official documentation uh, that is a like a sealed letter. And the attendant says, this will uh, assure the mayor that you speak on behalf of the king. Um, and if you uh, uh, have need of travel, he hands you another sealed envelope. We have uh, one uh, last vessel uh, available for us at uh, here at port at Mirskan that is at your uh, disposal. It is called the uh, taint Tainted Waters, uh, helmed by one Captain Collard. A ship. Uh, King Theon. Uh, the ship that is presuming my companions choose to partake in this adventure, which I assume they will. Um, the I, I have not yet discussed what um, I had seen in my vision, but there is a town to the north, Mosshaven, which I feel uh, we must soon visit and may be a priority for us is can we authorize the Tainted Waters to take us there before going to the Thousand Isles? There's, I believe, Raineth's next target or some other evil coming from that locale. The ship is uh, paid for and indebted to our 
to your king's service, so do with it as you uh, see fit. And at that, Soldern will turn to his friends. Um, I believe you will all choose to join. Um, I and now the second bit of information I wanted to share. <laughs> yes, let's do, let's have that. <laughs> Out with it, King. If you if you don't mind, I take the floor, <laughs> Druid. <laughs> I have received a commission so on his throne, just like yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got five. You got five. <laughs> Got places to be, people. Come on, come on. <laughs> Greece to hug. Uh, he says, "I've received communication within the last week from a emissary from the kingdom of Ivoron, up north. Uh, there, a uh, message from Duke Sieves uh, from the Snowfell Clan has sent word that several of their bravest warriors have been abandoning their duties in a very odd way, as, as best he would describe it. Most dishonorable, uh, which is not normally their way. Uh, simply abandoning their duties and walking away, uh, so he says. They fear some dark magic is afoot and requested outside assistance uh, for fear of, I'm guessing, appearing weak in the eyes of the other clans up north. I am was quite astounded. They are very stubborn and proud people for for someone to come and ask for help like this. It must be uh, a very challenging situation. And again, I think it would behoove uh, the King of Nabar and her greatest defenders to um, pay a visit and help connect those relationships as well. We need all the allies Navar can get. Could you repeat the names of where the-, the No, I am the king! <laughs> what did you need, Zanner? I will check my database. Uh, the, the Duke's name and the, the name of the place that they're from again? Duke Sieves, for those with cotton in your ears, who runs the Snowfell clan. Yeah, his database is just his assistant with a giant notebook like Xander, just, okay. Uh, 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 it's just Duke, scrolls it's and Duke scrolls. Duke Sieves from the Snowfell clan. <laughs> Thank you. Where Where's this Duke at? Uh, Your Honor? Your Highness? Uh King uh, would suit well, please. Oh, I've asked a couple times, okay. <laughs> he looks at Sir Brenrose. <laughs> you have nothing but honor for me. <laughs> Good king. <laughs> Brenrose gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> We're king. Yeah. Who shall I execute first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, what was the question? Where Where's this uh, Duke Sieves at? You told us his clan, but where's he? Where can we find him if we're looking for him? Iveron. Iveron's a big place. This, uh, that's that's where he is. The attendant, uh, his advisor, uh, uh, says, uh, "The uh, the uh, 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 Snowfell Clan is located uh, in the eastern section of uh, Iveron, uh, just on the edges of the uh, Ockern Woods." Okay. Thank you. 
And then the attendant says, and uh, that uh, matter uh, within the city? The king says, oh yes. Um, uh, we just recently yesterday had word from the captain of the town guard. One gentleman you might know as the name of Ignal Heavybringer has found a problem um, within the Church of Selene. There appears to be some sort of disruption that he is concerned about. He has posted several guards and said the likes of his fellow defenders um, would best be suited to addressing this issue. He did not go into further details other than it was at the church compound itself. Iggy asked for us directly? Indeed. Well, we gotta do that! Xander said, turning to Sildren. Sildren nods. Yeah. We have a great many paths to choose from. What are we going to do? Well, we're already here. I mean, let's go to the, the church. is not that far. It's just down the way. And as soon as we're done here, we could go straight there and see if uh, Iggy could use her help. Piercy sneezes. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I want to hear uh, Paulique and and uh, and uh, the old uh, dwarf there uh, at the same time. <laughs> Piercy starts eating some chicken pot pie he has located somewhere. And um, it seems to me what would make sense is to help our friend here in Mirskom and then take the ship to Moss Haven, then to the Thousand Isles, and then to Ivaron to deal with these troubles. Yeah, I'm sure it'll work out exactly like that. Good start to the plan. <laughs> Before we go, uh, King, I have a question for you. How long was the storm over Mirskan? Um, I believe that was just a night or two. Okay, so it wasn't very long. No. Even a night or two is longer than it took us to deal with it. Yes, which was originally my concern. See, for us, Great King, we saw you yesterday. That was the celebration and, and the, the welcoming you back in. <laughs> Perhaps you had too much to drink at that party a week ago. <laughs> he does that. I do that. That's true. I do do that. That's, that's possible. I just, it seems like my memory was much shorter than the amount of time that you said we've spent. Zanna, we have a saying for these things upon my mountain. It is always dark before the sun comes up. That's, uh, yeah. that's a saying, all yeah, right. That's pretty common. We what? have other sayings, too. I enjoy pudding. He just walks away like he just dropped a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Nodding, yeah. Back to my gloves. Danner's lost in reflection. <laughs> gonna, have to, gonna have to think on that for a while. I, I'm, I'm Make a willpower saving roll, Xander, or you gain the confusion. <laughs> <laughs> I automatically fail. 
Uh, Languages yeah, at all. It's not often you crack me up, Alistair, but... Oh, I appreciate it. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. What's more meta, that burn or the uh, Seth joke just now? <laughs> hmm. Okay, so... Uh, thank you, I guess. That's, that's what I had to ask. Of course, and... Uh, we are, as always, the the kingdom is is in your debt, Sir Brenros. I hope you uh, keep an eye on these uh, brave heroes and are successful in your quest. Keep me informed as best you can through whatever messages messages you can send uh, back our way. And oh, yes, yeah, uh, me, me, miss messages. Everyone's interrupting the king. <laughs> I, I think we should uh, send a message to uh Iberon and and to the chips uh because uh, we cannot help them right at this moment but we, we we will get there he looks at his advisor and the advisor shakes his head we do not have that capability we are restoring what we can with messages and magic uh, uh communication but it takes time oh Speaking of which, King Feon, um, even if it's a mundane uh, messenger who sends it, is are you able to send something to Azimir for me? To a uh, to a contact that I have there. He motions to his advisor, who whips out a blank scroll and a quill, and is ready to go. All right. We have again faced and temporarily defeated Raineth in the pits of Mirskan. The crystal relic is lost to us, though it was not utilized. We must be off to Moss Haven, where more evil awaits us, then to the Thousand Isles and further to Ivoron to deal with issues amongst the Snowfell clan. Any message may be sent to, this is the Storm Castle, is that what this is? Castle of the Storm. Castle of the Storm. To the Castle of the Storm and will be received and delivered to us, Sildren of the Seventh Conclave. And that is to be addressed and opened only by Callian Vero. All right. Ivoron. What was the next part? Hmm? <laughs> it's already sealed. Very quick and direct. All right. That message is noted. He added a few extra emojis for flair, and he scrolls that up, and we'll have it delivered. Thank you. All right, anything else? Then farewell, defenders. Th thank you, uh, your, your king? The king, is it just king? king and may Celine watch over you all. <laughs> and Celine watch over you, good king. And, thank you, uh, your highness. He motions for some people to help you out the door quickly. <laughs> <laughs> some of you more than others. <laughs> That little one's so loud. Um, you guys leave the uh, big castle. The last time you're at the castle, you had a big celebration for the king's arrival. The time before that, you came out underneath it, about to lay siege to the Senate. And it's strange to just be casually walking out the doors now. You are in the city of Mirskan once again, uh, although you have tried to leave it many, many times. Here you are once again in Mirskan. What would you like to do? Zenner, you had mentioned of the map that was located in the Thousand Isles. Is that right? Yes, the, the shadow map that we had, there was a line that, that went directly to a circle spot in the Thousand Isles. Would that not 
if we can travel there using the Nexus books, would we not be able to travel there much faster than any ship we could procure? It's possible. Uh, I don't exactly know how to navigate the books yet. Like I said, the last time I, I tried doing it, I ended up in a basement. Um, but I could certainly take a look through and see if there might be a spot that we can find of the Thousand Isles that might get us to land somewhere. I would trust your mind to such a thing. Uh, it's just something that occurred to me, and uh, if it could help, uh, I thought it should be something said. For now, are we all going to the church? To help yes! Percy wants to take a pit stop uh, through through the central market or whatever. Okay. I thought you were going to say the Warren, so I was like, mm. all right. <laughs> down there. Uh, you guys make a, a quick detour uh, out of your way to head towards a local market. Anything in particular you're looking for, Piercy? Nope. All right. He's just he's just antiquing for a little bit what? as you guys go. Why? <laughs> Sneaky little I'm, road. I'm declaring him the Cylon. <laughs> <laughs> You're venting him out the airlock. I'm going to vent him. <laughs> the only way to be sure. <laughs> uh, if, if we're here, we just happen to be meandering. I'll just, uh, um, if there's a, an uh, armsmith or some such, I am always in the mood for trying to find some bettering of my, uh, my existing armor. I know okay. that is a difficult proposition, mm -hmm. so... All right, you keep your eyes open. You Just do not this time see such a thing. Mm -hmm. um, your group, however, continues on out of the market and arrive in the uh, more religious part of town at the Church of Solene. This church has seen quite a bit of action over the last month in particular, and uh, it is no different today either. You see the big, glorious church, which has always been under uh, renovations and adding more facades and more gorgeous gorgeous windows. All of that is messed up now, and you can see there is a huge globe of golden energy that is almost completely sticking out of the church itself. Going through the walls, it's like a, a globe that is uh, passed through the walls, sticking out in some sides all around. There are maybe 40 or 50 people that would normally just be walking past the church that are all just kind of far away, but just watching it in awe. It looks very bizarre. You can see surrounding the church are about a dozen priests uh, spread out in an equal circle all the way around, and they are just uh, on their knees and doing some strange chanting. It all seems stable, but extremely bizarre. And you can also see there are two guards, uh, city guards, that are standing uh, cl closest to the sphere than anyone else. Well, that's new. Would Brynros recognize this as any kind of lore in his religion? Make a religion roll that's pretty darn high. Religion roll that's pretty darn high. Oh. Excuse me, I will do that. As a 19, uh, considering this is religious based, I'm going to uh, spend hero point here. Oh, wow. Hero point on the rolling. You rolled a 5 plus 14, and now it oh. is a 
very quickly rolled five <laughs> plus fourteen. Oh my gosh! The gods are with you. The gods are with me. You have no idea uh, what this could possibly be. I have no idea what this could possibly be. Piercy, um, as we're walking up towards the entrance, as he takes off his hat and and does a salute slash flourish slash uh, sign of the cross, like just not really knowing what to do, but feeling <laughs> feeling like he needs to do something. Covering all your bases. Yeah. <laughs> There are two guards standing by, and they kind of get in your way. They see you do this strange flourish. They look confused. One of them says, he's getting panache. Watch out. Uh, the other, <laughs> After the you. Other, <laughs> the other uh, has his big pole arm and his uh, uh, tall helmet and his armor on, and he says, uh, hey, hey, stop right there. Uh, no one's allowed any, any closer. Where is your captain? Uh, Captain Heavy Bringer uh, uh, said to keep anyone uh, away from here at all at all times, and that certainly means you, troublemaker. You see, Sildren, a pissed-off-looking dwarf stomping towards these two guards from behind them. He just waits. He's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> you people look like shit. Hard to believe you could look worse than when I left you. You see, it's hard for me to believe you could ever give orders without swearing. So I had some questions, but now I am sure. Why would I not swear? <laughs> the king likes it when I swear. Everybody likes it when I fucking swear. The guard flinches. <laughs> <laughs> well, Iggy, it's good to see you. That's Captain Iggy. Captain. Can, can we call you Captain Iggy? <laughs> Sounds like a downgrade oh, from champion of the realm, but you know, who's you call me Captain Ignal, you two dicks. Uh, Brenros so, will do an official salute then, if you're wishing the title. So Captain it looks Ignal. like in between your naps and lollygagging, looks like you already replaced me. <laughs> this one I remember. He points at uh, Palik. And this one, what what the hell is this? But I knew it would take at least two to replace me. Good job, guys. Uh, no one could ever replace you. Oh, that's so sweet. Little, uh, Palik, was it, right? Y yeah, I remember you. And uh, you're, the, you're the handsome dwarf that saved me, and I. Uh, no, no. It could get weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saved. Just sit me. back and enjoy the show. Kalik <laughs> <laughs> goes up and jumps up and like hugs him around the neck and gives him a big smoom on the cheek. Hey, thank you. <laughs> I hope I hope your leg is recovered from the humping that Xanner gave it a while ago. <laughs> it's not. It's, let's not talk about that right now. That doesn't make sense. it's fine. It's all right, little buddy. Well, I, I guess the, you talked to the king. He sent you. So we have a problem, as you can see. And what is the problem? It started about a week ago. It was, uh, I've been told it was just a strange little tiny ball of magic that slowly started to expand and well, you see where it is now. It does not hurt anybody, but, uh, 
it's it, it can't be breached either. We cannot get through it. It's a solid mass. Is everyone accounted for? Well, we have not seen that dirtbag high priest Paislin, but Priestess Sana has been uh, looking after everyone. She's she's the one leading uh, the prayer effort that they're doing, and we are here to make sure nobody gets in. What do the priests know of this? I got all my information from the priests, so they know what I just told you. You can Brenos. question. Brenos, you can see Priestess Sana, the lady you've interacted with a couple times before. She is uh, uh, going from priest to priest who are surrounding on their knees in prayer around the church. She's going from priest to priest and checking on them. Okay. Xana, are you able to tell us what form this magic is taking? Let me see what I can do. Xander <laughs> uh, walks up as close as the guards will let him and detects magic. All right. Uh, go ahead and make a religion roll. Mm. Bernard will be approaching Sana, excusing himself from the presence of Captain Ignal. Right. Natural 20! Xanar, <laughs> <laughs> who has no business knowing anything at all about this. Xanar, uh, you are able to detect magic on this. This is a, a combination of abjuration, uh, aka protective magic, and violent destructive magic. It is a field that is able to, that is uh, affected by two different forces. There is a destructive field that's being held in place by a protective field. And uh, the nature of the, uh, the destructive field, it is, uh, it, it deals with removing consecrated space uh, on holy locations. And it can also create uh, violent destruction once the last bits of the consecrated space uh, have uh, been uh, faded away. Wow. So the protective field is not preventing, but it is protecting the destructive field. So You're not... You're not quite sure, but it is it is like it's it's two, two, two fields in one, and they are both uh the sphere that's around it. Um and you're not quite sure the makeup, but it is it is both. Wow. And uh can I detect what type of magic that is that's causing this? Uh yeah, it's abjuration for uh, the protection said, side, and then it is evocation for violence uh and uh, uh, uh an attack on the uh, um, destructive side. Thank you, you said that, I appreciate Brenros, it. Brenros, you were over by a priestess Sana. She sees you coming and stops her rounds and uh, walks over and speaks quietly next to the priest not too far away who's just quietly in prayer. She walks over and says, Sir Brenros, it is good to see you. You are well, is everyone well? Um, everyone is as well as can be. You can see we have quite a situation here. I'm, uh, I'm not quite sure what to make of this. We were 
involved with some morning prayers several days ago and all of a sudden there was uh, a, a terrible cracking sound and a terrible tearing sound and all of a sudden uh, there was a, a dark sphere of energy that was growing from the upper floor of the church itself. We quickly scrambled out of the way and tried to stop this expanding uh, sphere. And what you see here is our efforts to contain it. Hmm. And what of the elder priest? High Priest Paislin, I have no idea. Uh, He has not been uh, spotted for several days. I do have uh, several uh, members of the parish who are um, searching for him now throughout the city. Throughout the city, he's not in the tower. In the church? There's no one within the church. That would be a terrible fate. Got to find out what's going on here. This field, this magic that you've erected to prevent whatever is growing inside of it. Can it be maintained? How long can it be maintained for? She looks confused, not confused, she looks uncertain. I would say another day or two before we start to lose our grasp and it continues to expand. I do not know the extent of its expansion. And has the call of Selene been felt here? Say that again? Has the call of Selene been felt here? Is this... Celine's doing or her battling against other forces? I have only her power flowing through us to protect us with our uh, barrier that we have erected. I, I do not wish to sound pessimistic, but the house of Celine before us is nowhere near uh, what it was several days ago, and I do not know if it ever will again. There's something dreadfully wrong here. There are many great evils that have shown themselves recently. Then with Celine's blessing, I will leave you and good luck. Very well. And uh, returning to my group and- uh, This part right here, this is the destructive part. That, that is an actual uh, evocation for it. But this part here, that's an abjuration that's keeping everything protected. Does that make sense now? Well, as I understand it, the abjuration part is being generated by the many priests here in this circle, keeping back the dark energy. Yeah! Does that make sense? Makes sense to me, I get that. I was just trying to explain to Sildred over here. He just keeps nodding. But we have a problem since the elder priest is now missing and he could be the key to what this thing is or stopping it at the very least. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, What I can tell is that the destructive power is actually like eating up or devouring all the consecrated ground. Everything that makes this place holy, it's trying to make unholy. Being defiled, but he may have unleashed something, but he may have some knowledge uh, as to what actually started this. Captain fled from it. Captain Iggy, has anyone touched or attempted to pass through the barrier? Oh, we can't. It, it, uh, 
from what the priests have said, was very destructive. That's why they started their little prayer or chant or whatever they're doing to stop it. But uh, so so far as we know, nobody nobody's been hurt. But uh, I must take my leave. If you need anything, these two plebes, they could probably help you. Although I would not count on them if it comes to a fight. I'll be checking in, but uh, I'm being pulled about a dozen different directions right now. This city is a goddamn mess. Oh, mm, my apologies, Penrose. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, but I am off. Uh, it was good to see you. I hope to see you soon. <laughs> Now, uh, get out of my way. I'm very busy. Oh, this is uh, uh, Dolls and Corb. These two dipshits. I am off. A real inspirational leader you have. <laughs> yeah, grumbling to himself, the captain of the town guard walks away. For a whole uh, week. A week he's been doing this. Renros will be a little forward and give him a, a pat on the back as he goes by. Okay. Thank you, Brenner. Assuming that's not beyond his station. But. No, no. Good to see you. I had to put on a little bit of a dog and pony show, you know? <laughs> and do you think there might be a possibility, uh, Sir Brenner, you can talk to, to the priestess over there if they, maybe they can create an opening in their magic? Maybe we could see if we can get in. Can't you, can't you create an opening in their magic? Yeah. Well, yeah, Come I can. On. I don't want to, like, mess up their flow. Like, they're obviously <laughs> in a very particular grid. They have uh, to uh, like, move one pet. The whole thing could fall. That would be really bad. It's, it's a magic thing. I just want to make sure that uh, that they're keeping it safe and we can make sure that we're doing it right. Bruce Dasana made some point to say how dangerous it was. Are we sure we want to open a hole in it? I would suggest we do seek out the high priest first if that his disappearance coinciding with this is not coincidence, I am sure. One last piece I would throw to this. I'm sorry to interrupt Zenner, but they did say, or she did say that uh, this may not last more than a day or two that they'd be able to keep this field up. That sounds bad. Uh, I was thinking that I might be able to talk to the uh, my guys at House Relmar and see if they might be able to add some magic or find out some more information about it uh, themselves. This is a good idea. We're not even that far from them, I think. That also leaves us to tracking down the priests. Uh, I believe... I can assist uh, you in this, Brenrost. You can. And uh, uh, it's unfortunate that I believe the uh, the uh, the ranger we would know would be away from town right now. But most certainly going to need some assistance in that. I've heard of this ranger and his long flowing hair that <laughs> breezes in the wind. Just <laughs> Even in my temple, we... <laughs> even from my mountain <laughs> of the raven herd. <laughs> uh, no, um, so Yara just needs a description of uh, who he's looking for. He is a hobnobber, much like Xander. He's also a well-met traveler, so he gets a kind of uplifting presence 
uh, whenever he talks to people seeking information. All right. Where well met traveler, uh, you gain the hobnobber feat. That's what I assume. Uh, um, hobnobber. I, I assume the well met part kind of implies something. Uh, gather information, hobnobber. which normally takes you several hours to a day. Uh, you can do it much faster, and you can start chatting with some locals uh, in just one hour. So you can rapidly speed up gathering of, of particularly social information that you're very good at as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, is that what you want to do? Start hitting the town? Yeah, so I'm going to, as soon as we decide to do that, I'm going to do that with Remnus. All right. It's your good pal, Fuck Tarkington, the realm's most famous comedian. Come one, come all, let's tell some jokes. Do you know what you call a cheap circumcision? <laughs> a ripoff? Do you know what is not a ripoff? Becoming a Patreon of the Inglorious Bards. You'll get all of the benefits of being Inglorious Bards without actually having to be around these shitheads. Go to patreon.com slash Inglorious Bards. You will not regret it. All right, Yaru, you are spending an hour going from place to place throughout Mirskan chatting with um, uh, different guards at gate entrances, different uh, high-end people talking, t- stopping by different temples, uh, trying to get any word on any priests of the Church of Selene that are not there now helping with the incident that's been heard throughout town. Yes. I would like you to make a society role and then follow that up with a religion role, please. Okay. See the extent of Yaru's skills here. Stupid clicks. 21 for society and only a 12 for religion. All right. Uh, in an hour's worth of time, you've collected a lot of information, talked with a lot of people, and the overall sentiment is there has been no sign of high priest Paislin whatsoever. And he's a notable figure and well known figure. <clears throat> These people seem to know this man's name, but. No one to my eye has seen him recently. Well, let me take a look at this. I've, uh, I've, I've been known around town a little bit myself here, Yaru, and I'm, I'm kind of a big deal here. So hang on just a second. Let me see if I can find something. And uh, Xander is simultaneously also going to go hobnob and uh, try to get some more information on the whereabouts of where uh, All right. Jason would be. All right, that is the opposite of simultaneously, but okay. Um, <laughs> Xander then consecutively heads out and takes his turn. <laughs> After an hour, uh, Xander returns. Xander, make a society roll followed up by a religion roll. All right. Uh, 22 for society. Okay. And religion is going to be a super big... 21, exactly right. the same. You, you're sure are a big deal. <laughs> Wow, an encyclopedia. He just asked the exact same yeah, thing. The- <laughs> there was a cat guy here like five minutes ago. What did he ask you and what did you say? <laughs> you have gleaned no additional information and when you return, what do you say, Xander? So I just found out something very interesting. Almost every single person here knows the name of High Priest Paislin, and yet 
Not one of them has seen him recently at all. He's ah. only asked the five of you. <laughs> he spent the whole hour going to each of you. Where did you see him last, Malik? <laughs> He's this big. So, uh, I think uh, we're done here. Huh? We tried. Just, uh... <laughs> Northwards. <Yeah. laughs> Leave it all behind. No, my yeah, first thought is, is this the only temple? There's other temples of Solene. This is the great house. This is where the high priest was, but there's other places. Also, was it just Solene? Are there other holy places that are also being affected? Guard captain didn't say anything of other places. Just this one. You can call him Iggy. We know it was Iggy. He's not just the guard captain now. He wanted to be called the guard captain. I called him the guard captain. You're yeah, he said Captain Iggy. What he, kinda, he smiled at me when he said it, so he might not have been serious. <laughs> He's just the big Igster. Okay, that's fine. Captain Iggy then said <laughs> that this was the only place that he knew where it was going to be. But there could be other ones that are still small, right? This is the big one. Maybe there's other little ones. It's possible. You did say it seemed to be consuming consecrated spaces. It did. Very destructive. Uh, what would be, I imagine there are nearby temples all over the place. There are. Uh, what would be one that would be more accessible to the general public, not requiring such a high degree of faith? Okay, yes. Uh, you, like the, uh, the murder temple you probably just don't want to go wandering into. <laughs> is there a temple to Keth uh, anywhere nearby? There is, a, <laughs> there is a shrine uh, to Keth that is actually uh, on, on the backside of another temple. They opened up the uh, a courtyard area, which then the Keth shrine has been shrouded in trees and all that. Yeah, you know of such a place. Okay. Come, follow. We will go to a temple. Yay! Yara like instinctively comes and follows, just like he's being called. <laughs> more, more churches. Uh, you guys follow Sildren uh, to the other temple, quickly chatting at those people outside that door. They uh, don't uh, have anything ill to report. You head around back to the shrine to Keth and you see nothing ill there. There are no priests or anything there, but it's just this gorgeous canopy of trees as carefully grown over the shrine. Um, and Sildren does a nice little quick prayer there, I imagine. Yep. And uh, nothing seems out of the ordinary at all. Then I am left with this thought that Priest Paislin did not leave the temple and that he is still inside and that this is the only place where that sphere is growing and causing its destruction. Outside of that, I have nothing more. Did the priest... Sorry, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I was just going to ask, did the priestess mention seeing him leave? Or was that, it just a rumor? That no one had seen him is all that she had said. Mm. Is this priest? I don't, I mean, I've heard his name. I know of him, but is he, he was mentioned to be a dirtbag by the Captain Iggy. 
I'm going to believe he is was facing some internal trials. His faith may be tested. He may have lost his way or <clears throat> excuse me, Soline has other plans for him, but I don't believe him to be a dirtbag. Well, could he be causing the destruction? Very possible. He seemed distraught a good number of times when I did see him. So Xana just needs to go in there and stop the magic. <laughs> yeah, the, go in and stop the magic. That's, I can do that. I think I can try for sure. You're, you're, you're our magic guy, right? Oh yeah, I, I'm the magic guy for sure. I can do that. I just, I, I haven't, I haven't done stuff like this before. Like that's, that's a really big spell. And I don't know if I could just dispel it unless I found something inside that might be causing it. Like maybe if there was an item or artifact or something that was really big, maybe, maybe that I could do. Brenros, we need to find another magic guy. Uh, uh, maybe if we can find a Sildren, he could help. Where did Sildren go? Uh, he's probably off wandering in his little <laughs> temple. He wouldn't want me to say this, but he went to the outhouse just over there. Right what? next to the shrine. <laughs> 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 it's really just a hole he made for himself. Uh, does it seem like there of this uh, this large sphere that's uh, permeating the temple? Does it seem like there is pathways around, through? Like it would be um, a matter of just finding your way to get above or around this bubble that's in there. So that means heading back to the Church of Solines. That's yes. where you're headed. Okay, yeah. Yeah. back there you see this golden sphere. Um, maybe. He's gotten a tad bit bigger since you've been gone. Uh, is mm. essentially passing slowly through the stone structure of the church and is sticking out from the vast majority of the sides. There is no uh, path or entrance or anything like that. It's it's just like a it's like a big balloon that can pass through mm. the walls and it's sticking out from a large majority of the walls and the roof and the, the like. Did anyone ever watch that show Fringe? Yes. I'm I'm remember I'm thinking of the in the alternate universe that amber stuff that they would use to like seal yeah. seal the cracks in in space time. I was picturing that the same way. Yeah, oh, okay, it, cool. it's, it's an amber sphere. Uh, I was I'm sorry. It is it is opaque, right? It's we can't actually see through it. It's just this giant kind of magic wall. It, or is it like the Battle of Hogwarts dome? We can see the church, but we can't touch it. I'll tell you two things. One, it is opaque, and two, as you know, I have a problem understanding the word opaque and translucent. So, <laughs> so do with that as you will. Very opaque. The most opaque. It's Opaciest. totally opaque. I just don't know which opaque wait, wait, means. I don't know. <laughs> but it's definitely one of those. Yes. Okay. Well, um. Can we get close to this? Let's go, like, poke it. We can't help but get close to it. He keeps getting closer to us. That's true. 
May I also just point out, I find it a little odd that Palik, not Yaru, but Palik has kind of just vaulted up in massive social status. Like, she's never heard of this high priest, and now she's talking <laughs> about it. She's never met the king, and now she's uh-huh. just wondering. Like, she hasn't earned this in any way whatsoever. Uh-huh. Just she hasn't right on through. <laughs> She found a place and she's uh, making the best of it. And Yara's totally okay with it. Yeah, (laughs) just interesting. Great, um, so two things. I can totally, probably, maybe do something about this and I should probably get some help anyway and I should talk to the guys at House Relmar. Let me see what I can do. So you do need another magic guy. You don't know me. I probably can do it just by myself. I just want to make sure. This is a safety thing. We got to be safe. Safety. Do you need assistance? Do you need assistance from us? Um, maybe. I can protect you, little Xanner. Should we come with you? I don't know if they'll let you in, but let's try. All right. Let's back out a video real quick. No, we just need Jeremy and uh, Chris to flip out. Oh, yeah. You guys are good? Uh, All right. Uh, So, Xanner, you're heading to uh, the House Relmar Guild of Wizards. Is that correct? Yes. Everyone looks good. All right. You head to that uh, very fancy-looking, mysterious, magical guild that is just radiates energy and magic. You are allowed to pass through. The doors are sealed. There's no one particularly there. There's no guards or anything. The doors are sealed. No one's allowed through through magic, but they part as you walk on in. Uh, You uh, pass through. You hear these strange, distant, echoey chimes uh, as you walk into this guild, and you are quickly startled by your counterpart and peer, uh, Empator, uh, one of the three uh, guild masters uh, here at the uh, House Ramar Wizardry House, and he says, "Uh, it is you again. It's me, and I brought some friends. We're concerned about the House of Soline. He closes you... the door before your friends can enter. <laughs> That'll be fine. The House of Soline has a massive destructive evocation that's uh, happening inside of it right now. Are you aware of this? Uh, it has been noted. Has been noted? What? What have you noted? <laughs> It has been noted in the in the book of laws. Yes. Okay. Good. So we've seen it. Do you know what it is and how we can dispel it? It is a destructive force within that has been for some reason unleashed upon the church and it is destroying all of the holy magic that is surrounding the temple. Once that is complete, the temple itself, uh, by my estimation, will be imploded and destroyed instantly. I cannot tell what has caused this. Based on that information, would it not be in the best interest of the city and of House Welmar to protect the temple and anyone around it? Only the priests are out there right now. This has little to do with House Relmar. You seem to be making it business of yours and attempting to make it business of House Relmar. 
I was brought to, into this from the city guard who was, and I was sent to the city guard by the king. House Realmar are protectors of Mirskon as also defenders of the authorities of the land and the and the rulers of the land. If we are sent by orders of the king to to take care of the issues of House Selene, I believe that is falls in the purview of House Realmar. As usual, you have no idea what is going on and the rules within House Realmar and speak like a babbling river that does not know when to stop. Thank you. We have no interest in following the command of some silly city guard. The king himself does not command us. House Romar does what House Romar does. And you, if you had any true business in being here, should know that. So, you're gonna help then? I... <laughs> <laughs> I would in no way endorse uh, helping with this situation. This would be a matter for the church itself to deal with, and it sounds like they are doing a poor job of it. If you were so desperately in need of help, there could certainly be arrangements made for the house to step in, but it would come at some sort of price. It's <laughs> always good to see you, Empator. Always good. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure in my ass. Xander turns and stands <laughs> out. Yeah, that, is that too bad for a title name for the ass? <laughs> pleasure. Probably is a pleasure in my ass. By the way, I was referencing the next. Never mind, he's gone. Uh, all right. But he didn't know that pleasuring his ass was on the table. Yeah. <laughs> I will reconsider. <laughs> he was no, it's no help. They're, he, yeah, they have so many laws and they're so confused and, and twisted and they don't do anything to actually help people. They just kind of focus on their own level of power. He's not going to do anything. That's unfortunate. Andrew's going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> so Don't like do hearing the word no. <clears throat> you said I, you didn't need them anyways. I probably don't. I just wanted to make sure, but there was you no just point. wanted to be safe. So we'll have to do it unsafe. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but it sounded fun. <laughs> Now what? Um, okay, so let's do this. Let's see if the priest can uh, kind of create a small opening and hole and see if there's a way that we might be able to get into the sphere or attack it or see what we can do to, to kind of bring the destructive down. It doesn't sound like there's been any attempt to destroy it or affect it or attack it they've just been trying to stop it from happening because it's, def it's destroying their holy relics and the temple itself I'd say at present no one's been hurt yet I feel certain that they would have at least at some point attempted to destroy it and if they're just maintaining it at that point I f that has to be their only capability it's like the push pull on a door and they're like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> It, it does say that. 
can you help me with one visual of this uh, orb around the church? Is it like an explosion is happening within the orb and they're keeping it at bay? Or is it just, or is it like two orbs and like we can't, ball. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, does it look like uh, this orb is just going around it and it looks like an implosion is kind of what I'm picturing in my mind. Like it looks like the building sure. is starting to crumble from within. Yeah, uh, the building, uh, so you guys returning to the church? Yeah. Is that correct? Right. So. Yes. so the church itself, the structure is 100% intact, looks okay. great. Uh, there's still scaffolding where workers were working on it just a few days ago. Uh, the church is fine. There is this expanding uh, uh, golden, totally opaque or translucent uh, a sphere that is huge, two, three stories tall. It's expanded and expanded. Uh, and the closest thing I can think of is imagining if we're like 0. 0.00001 nanoseconds into the Big Bang and it's just stopped at that moment right okay. there. But there's Ooh. no, but you don't see like the whole place is crumbling or anything like that. Okay. It's just expanding through the, the stonework. Okay. Um, sends Yafane up and just over top of it just to confirm that it's, you know, um, not like, you know, it, it covers the top as well and not just some sort of open uh, open dome, I guess. All right. Uh, Yothane does fly up. You also notice Yothane is keeping a wide berth from this sphere and not getting anywhere near as close as you would uh, expect. Uh, she does return and uh, doesn't seem to be uh, motioning you towards an upper area whatsoever. She's been unreliable in the past. <laughs> You grab the neck and then you. <laughs> uh, Brenros would like to return. Not that unreliable. What's that, Brenros? Uh, Brenros would like to return to Priestess Sana. All right, you see her uh, there. She is chanting and joining some of the priests. She stands up upon your arrival and says, uh, What news do you bring, Sir Brenros? My companions and I are unable to find the elder priest in the town. Obviously, we haven't searched everywhere, but what we have has yielded no information. No one has seen him come or go. Is it possible he's still inside? I do not think so in any way. And there has to be some way to restrain this further or diminish it entirely. What would you need for that? I do not know. Uh, we are able to maintain as best we can. I think before morning hits tomorrow, we will not be able to maintain. Uh, and once we lose our grasp, it, it will continue to expand. And I do not know what the end result will be. There are some who say from the other guilds that it would consume only just that was that which was consecrated. And that is a massive loss. Uh, they say only, and that has been my life for several years. And is the livelihood of, of hundreds of people within this, within this city. We have to find out then what is the source of this. As of right now, nothing seems to be able to be found out externally. And other houses seem to be uh, reticent in assisting the House of Soli. This is 
the place for Soline to connect with the city and Navarre itself. I have seen only two grand moments provided by Celine here within this church. This sphere and her reaching out to you herself, uh, I have been told, when you uh, interacted uh, with the high priest some weeks back. I cannot imagine that she would just abandon us. I can't even fathom that, and I am at a loss. I am left here to command these priests and keep us going, but all we can do now is try to hold back the floodwaters, and that is not going to be enough. If I could ask a question, excuse me, hi, I'm Xanner. This is Xanner. (laughs) What is your most powerful relic in here? Our most powerful relic is the uh, the statue of Soline herself. And is the statue of Soline known to have a protective aura, almost like the opposite of what's happening right now? Soline is known for her protection and her sense of duty and loyalty. Her colors at times ha- are golden, and that's this. Uh, hence, you see our magic here. This is the power of Soline containing some sort of destructive force. So is it possible that if Soline's magic uh, or her power that she has were tainted and were reversed, rather than being a protective, excuse me, a protective force, it would create this destruction that you see? There is no way anyone has tainted the power of Soline within my temple. Okay, I'm not saying it's Soline directly. I'm so, Brenros, I am done speaking with this one. You tried, Xanner. Just... You tried. She is very determined on her faith. Ask her one more time <laughs> if she can get us in. Yeah, Yara will kind of step up to Brenros, hearing that he's communed with the gods in some way. Uh, and stand side by side with him, Renros. If we can make it inside, I will accompany you. Priestess Senna, is there a way to open a section to allow passage into the temple? There is a possibility, but I do not know what it will do to our work to maintain it. It could be possible. It could entirely collapse I do not know if there is a way it would it would be a quick one it would not last for hours 10 15 seconds is as most as we could hope the druid is smiling over there and I do not know why (laughs) that's just the name of my memoir that's all (laughs) (laughs) an opening of 10 15 seconds If this is to fail anyway in a day's time with all our efforts, then making a small sacrifice to this to try and save your life's work. She closes in so that Yaru and Xanner cannot hear. And she says, if you were to go in there, Sir Brynrose, and it were to collapse, it would not be a small sacrifice. I would not like to lose Celine's champion. Is there a way you can 
send out word so we could provide an exit for you to return. I I feel your plan is foolish and reckless, but I do not know of a better one. Is there a way to send out? Well, Yathane seems reluctant to approach. Uh, yes, I have. I have nothing that I could think of other than the attempt itself. I have no additional information to give you other than have you seen the movie Annihilation? <laughs> Fortunately, no. Um, Yaru has, so he backs away. (laughs) (laughs) Not the bear. Not the bear. (laughs) Who's this Kobayashi? Um, uh, Then uh, let's proceed. She whispers uh, something to several of the nearby priests. And then she says, we are ready uh, when you are. And I would recommend uh, that you be the only one to go in, Sir Brenros, or you at least be the first to go in. I could ask none of you to go along as I don't know what to expect. So I will leave it at this. A blessing to all of you. You can't, go, you can't go in there by yourself. As the saying goes, Sir Brenros, you go, we go. I'm the magic guy! This is my freaking idea! Uh, after you? I <laughs> <laughs> lint in his eyes. <laughs> Your last initiative. Uh, then Brenros will approach as though he's waiting for this opening to appear, and in preparation for that, uh, probably assuming a more customary, uh, very formal uh response to a ceremony of interacting on one of the more intimate levels with Celine's uh, rituals. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Sir Bernros, you're standing there. Uh, are you uh, going in in a proper, respectful, uh, I am going into the house of God type moment? Do, or do you have sword shield out? Um, what's your approach to this? Uh, this is still the temple of Selene. So if this is a crazy interaction of the gods there, I'm going in as a, as an official to the goddess herself. So I'm okay. going prim proper so the the shield is away the sword is away uh probably kept in some ceremonial fashion uh, probably since her 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 uh, favored weapon is the sword maybe the sword can remain out but it's up to you you tell me isn't is I, I like isn't there an image of her on your shield from way back when when she first like appeared there's a marking that she carved into the shield. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, I mean. Yeah, yeah no, that's a great <laughs> deal. Let's do that. So if there's a, 
uh, a, a figure that has a certain pose or or uh, outline, I will try to match that as I go in and respect to the uh, to the goddess herself. Uh, what does that have to do with your shield? Uh, like if it, so, when uh, Celine marred the shield, yes, and left a, a mark upon it, uh, consider that a relic of sorts. So maybe there's some uh, image on there that displays, you know, a soldier's stance or someone who'd be, uh, you know, uh, his shield has a lightning scar. It has a lightning scar, and I think uh, like a big S, and that stands for hope. That was on it. Uh, is all we'll that do it, I've we'll do it. We'll do it this way. So the shield's away, the sword's away, and okay. entering in a bowed, respectful manner. All right, Sir Brenros approaches. As she does so, there's a little bit of quietness from the prayers of the priests that are behind you, and the. The golden sphere, a section of it starts to fade and become much more opaque or translucent. And you can see through it and can see (laughs) uh, the doorway, the grand doorway into this huge, gorgeous door has been uh, left wide open. You can now make out that it's there, but there is a black film of some other field that's between you and it. So it's essentially the golden sphere and now it's, uh, you can see through it and there's just now this black field right behind it that you are approaching Sir Brynros. Okay. Oh, they weren't going to take care of that one too? <laughs> uh, for the black field, so I've, I've approached, I've bowed my head, I'm, I'm walking through the first field. Yes. As I go through the second, the shield will come out and I push into it with the... All right. Make a fortitude saving throw, Sir Brenros, as you start to push and physically make your way through this black field of magical energy. Look, Christopher. Saving throw is a 29. 29. You uh, are hit by chaotic energy that snaps at you for a large amount of damage, but your shield uh, and your own fortitude seems to... defend against and 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 uh, have a certain resilience against this chaotic energy you have never felt before and you take only two points of chaos damage as you feel uh, the slight little pulling or burning or tearing at your fabric but just very very lightly more so though you need to make a willpower save of 31 or higher please Right. Always bad when you tell us the target number. You don't like that one? <laughs> uh, let's see. That is an 18. Burn it. Okay. We're going to we're going to go ahead and burn the hero point cuz I rolled oh, right. a 3 for that, so we'll do that. And Oh, 22. And as you push through, you feel a certain loss in your bravado, a certain crack and tear within your very faith of your goddess. And you have been stripped away of your lay on hands ability uh, as you enter. 
you are still the man that you know you are. You are still a champion, but there's something not right in the state of Denmark as you enter uh, this place. Right behind you comes the rest of the group. Was that the decision yeah. made? Yeah. All right. Um, each of you take half the damage that Brenros ended up with, which is just one point of chaos damage to the lot of you. Brenros's uh, first efforts were more significant than even he realizes. Uh, and you guys follow Brenros in. As you go in, you find yourself, I think one or two of you, Sildren for sure, has been in this temple before. Uh, it's way over mm -hmm. fancy, way too much money spent on it in the last year or so. A lot of it coming from the, uh, the Senate coffers. Uh, as you go in, it looks like it is a uh, an empty temple that hasn't been used in several years. It's quiet. It is dark. It is gloomy. There is dust on the ground. Uh, it is not the place you know at all. Uh, in the entrance, there's a statue right before you. Uh, you can see some side chambers, a main prayer area to the side, a... Uh, um, a main statue area, but everything's just very dark and gloomy. But Brenros, up at the front, you can see there is a strange form made of strange squirming little tentacles, almost like a bundle of tentacles in a core section that are just dripping off. And this form is hunkered over, maybe, I don't know, 50, 60 feet away. Uh, and it is hunkered over this small sphere of blue uh, holy energy. Uh, that, make a religion roll. Make a religion roll. All right. Okay. So before doing this, can I have done Vital Beacon? Sure. Thank you. It is a 30 for that religion roll. With nice a roll. 30. <laughs> Uh, you recognize these are uh, blue areas. Uh, this is a blue area, the last uh, remaining blue area of consecrated space within the church. And it is being slowly devoured by this creature. This strikes memories of readings from long ago. These creatures called vires that are brought in to cancel out uh, a consecrated area, not to make it evil, not to make it uh, vile, but a, a, a chaotic feeding frenzy like piranha upon a holy space due to something going terribly wrong. Uh, and you see this creature is uh, tearing at this little sphere, this small sphere, it's maybe uh, 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 10 feet wide. It's nothing like this giant golden one. And it's feeding and tearing and tearing this bluish magic away. And then as you uh, 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 draw your sword warily, you can see there are several more of these uh, blue spheres, about three or four of them, but also several more of these creatures. And as they see you coming, they immediately start to scatter. Uh, one or two start charging towards you, whipping their tentacles in uh, and screeching. Others start racing towards the other sections of blue spheres to tear away at the last bit of holy space. And we have some combat, everybody. Mm. Uh, so let's go share this map. Hopefully it'll come through this time. And then we have some yep. challenges. Right. Next time. Looks right. great. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm going to show this with our viewing audience here as well. It's a nice map. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. Good job, Tom. I can't see. Oh, there it is. 
I can't see the map. All right, we've got that. And let me go to battle mode on our video. Make sure everything's coming through gorgeous. Looks great. So we've got these strange vire creatures that have come from some unknown uh, plane of existence that are devouring this space as though it's full, like a back, I don't know, uh, like white blood cells or whatever that works, you know, going against the, the bad stuff. And you guys are not supposed to be here in their mind and they are voraciously coming at you. I have rolled initiative and let's see where we are at. First up is holy moly as it should be Sir Brenros with a right. 30 on the initiative roll. Wow. Wow. Look at that initiative. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Of the uh, creatures uh, here in front of me, I see the one tearing. You said a couple were charging at me? Yes. Uh, there are the one that is uh, about maybe 60 feet in front of you next to this sphere of blue energy is stopping what it's doing and start is just about to start running toward you. Okay. Uh, I will advance to it uh, with two full move. Okay. And whoa, I went all tumbly. No idea why. <laughs> What's your move speed? Uh, it's a 20. 20? Is it 20 or 25? It makes a difference. It does make a difference. I have a speed listed here of 20. Two 20. That will take all three actions for you to get there then. I'm only going to two full okay. moves. And then uh, raising my shield. And then commanding the creature, stand away and face me. Ooh. Sildren, uh, you are next. And Brenros, you do see the creature pause for a moment before it continues its charge at you. But Sildren, you're next. Okay. Um, so Sildren, let me get a grasp of the map here. Um, we'll head up kind of to Brenros's left, I suppose. Um, and he... That's one of the creatures eating the blue light uh, straight ahead of us to the north. Correct. Um, he won't worry about saying anything. He will just cast, um, uh, he extends his hand and bright white light um, comes searing out of it and he will cast searing light. Okay. Um, so uh, attack roll? Which is an attack roll, I believe, yes. And that will be a 33 to hit. With a 33, wow. Sildren critically strikes this creature Ooh. right off the bat. Would this creature be either considered a fiend and or an undead? Uh, it is neither. It's uh, too bad. Did you critically nothing? Did you just nothing critical? Okay. Mm, that's not a nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not a nothing. Holy it moly. takes 42 points of fire damage. It would have doubled that out. I would have had it, if it doubles the damage if it were a fiend or undead. Um, oh, so that's Jesus. fire damage and 42 points. Okay. Can you just imagine like having to tally that all up normally? <laughs> 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 that is a lot of it. Uh, double checking. Okay. His identifier is there. You did 42 points 
points of damage. You lash out with this searing white light and it connects and it burns. Several of its tendrils that make up its body are seared off and go flopping across the ground, but it does not stop the creature. Uh, it is wounded, but still charging. Um, and next up is Xanon. Oh, is oh. Yathanae there? Yathanae did not follow you in. Okay. So I kind of suspected. All right. She was like back, trying to back away yeah. on your shoulder. She yeah, wasn't keen on shaking her, her head. Nope. <laughs> I find myself a new druid. Xander <laughs> <laughs> uh, follows uh, Sildren's lead, and rather than going off to the left, he's going to dart off to the right for uh, just one movement, and then, uh, well, actually, gonna, yeah, he can move up two. No, 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 no following my actions. Uh, Xander's going to cast a lightning bolt at that same fire that, that uh, was just uh, just hit. Burned up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Lightning bolt lashes out. Uh, this is a reflex save it needs to make, correct? Correct. Oh, uh, it got a total of 30. That is enough, so it only takes half damage, which is going to be... Of okay. 39, he, he takes oh, 20. Oh, that is one of your best lightning attacks ever. Yeah. Zoom, you light it up. The electricity zaps between several different of these tentacles and lights it up like crazy and heals the damage of the two tentacles that were uh, this creature has immunity, full immunity to electricity. In addition, it has an ability called Electric Surge. It gains 12 temporary hit points and gains quicken condition until the end of its next turn. That's, that's my bad. I'll make up for that. And that's the one closest to us on the right-hand side? Uh, that's the one straight up ahead, right, Zan? Yeah. yeah. One time, fire works great. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, Tom, what does quicken do? Quicken means they can do a stride, step, or strike as a bonus fourth action. Cool. Which um, are like big ones. I also want to just double check, not that it matters in this fight, but um, does my, does my, uh, you know, my ability Incredible Initiative, does it add the plus two automatically to my initiative Um, Hold on. Uh, yes, I burnt that. Let me double check. I burnt that into your initiative, I'm pretty confident. Right? Yeah, I think Sildren has it too, and I think it, it occurs automatically. Yeah, your, what is your wisdom? Because I can use my stealth or my perception on the, and my stealth is way higher than my perception. Yeah, that's only in a stealthy situation. Okay, very good. So like if you are sneaking up on them and then the combat happens, then you can, we can okay. stealth uh, So you said uh, this well, this guy that Xanner just healed is 60 feet away? Yes. Okay, I would like to use two actions to move into him. Okay. Into it. All right. And then uh, I'm gonna strike the shit out of it. Okay. You're racing over, you're on him, and you charge at the creature and getting in the way of Brunrose's shield, by the way. Uh, a, a 31. 31 is a hit. Nice. For, ooh, plus two, six. Uh, 27 points of damage. 
Uh, nice. what, Holy cats. What type of damage is this? Piercing and then uh, one point of electrical damage. All right, you reinforce its uh, temporary oh, it's hit fucking point. Uh, and it ignores that one point of damage. Thanks, Theon. Uh, but does take- <laughs> exactly. I didn't even think about that. Does take the remainder. It still takes a blow. You cut off. Um, some you did this on purpose. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> no big deal. Piercy looks over at Poliga. Uh, is it not working? Uh, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so Everyone get chakras. Uh, yeah. Piercy, you are up. So, um, the, uh, the tentacle monster over a little bit to my northeast, that's kind of around the corner. Yes. How far away is that? Uh, that is 55 feet. <laughs> oh, what was that sound? Because he can travel 50 feet in two moves. Yeah, because really? I don't have panache right now because I didn't. I didn't use uh, after yeah, you. With that turn, it's probably even sixty. If fifty-five is as low as my haggling will let it go. Okay, um, I can I can make it in three. I can I, name it in two. And I <laughs> and I'm gonna tumble oh, through. Oh, so people remember that. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna use all three moves and I'm gonna tumble through. Oh, okay. You go racing towards him. Hang a right turn towards the next one and tumble through. Uh, and that is. And that's Virthus's reflex save, right? Uh, I think that's what it is. Tumble through. <laughs> yes, sound. reflex DC. Yeah. Uh, um, with a twenty-four, you I have do a twenty-five not... because I have my Daredevil boots to give oh. me a plus one to specifically tumble through. All right, with twenty-five, you know as you're doing it. Uh, this isn't so good. Uh, this is like this is like a seven point eight that the judges will give me um for this tumble. Oh, <laughs> uh, you roll through though and succeed. This is yeah. a wild creature. All right. Um, so, da, 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 da. I don't. I don't know what that does, but I do get panache for that. That's what it does. It gets you on the other side. Uh, let me look up tumble through real fast in the action. Uh, the big thing is it gives him the panache, right? That that is a swashbuckle laugh right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> 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 Um, what did you do? You just did tumble through. Except yeah. Piercy's laugh would be like on the eight hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what does the fox say? What does Piercy say? You move through ay, the ay, enemy ay, space. Ay. Um, you just move through the enemy space to get to the other side of him. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm on the other side and I have Panache. And now you've got your Panache. Okay. Um, next up is. Don't get killed, uh, please. <laughs> Uh, are our enemies. There is one that is far to the northwest in the whole northwest side chamber with the great statue of Soline, and that creature does a move, move attack further deeper into that chamber and attacks the one of the four remaining consecrated spaces and pulls and shreds it violently uh, with a fantastic roll. Uh, and in doing so, uh, very importantly, rips that apart, destroys that section. Can't quite show it on my map, but, but destroys that section and brings forth another one of these creatures as it does so. Oh, that's good. There is another one to the northeast, and it goes running over our several pews and smashing them out of the way and starts to tear at a, another one of these. Uh, 
uh, sections of, of consecrated space, but does not succeed. There is a one that is close to Piercy. It turns, it does not. It ignores you and runs away from you, Piercy. Hey, where are you going? And it charges the source of healing electricity known as Xanar by the exit. Does a move, move, races right at you, Xanar, and flails a whole bunch of tendrils in your direction and makes an attack for a total of only 32 to hit. Only 32, that does hit. You are hit for 21 points of electrical damage. What the? trick (laughs) xanner is hit in addition there's one last one this is actually the first one you guys encountered that has been wounded several times and sir brenros you had your shield up ready to defend and like a blur palik goes past you (laughs) like 10 feet and palik you are about to get a face full of some lashes as well uh this is a uh double attack a 33 to hit yep a 24 to hit? No. And then it is going to try to trip you, I think would be the best thing to do. Um, what is your athletics uh, plus 10? Uh, 20. 20? She's not athletic at all? What's well, a plus 10? Uh, plus 10's not bad. Um, oh, I guess it's just really freaking awesome. Uh, it uh, blows that away and trips you and collapses you to the ground as well. You are now prone. Uh, and we got one hit. Was that correct? Yeah. Yes. One hit for 25 points of electrical damage. Uh, the creatures are all done. Wow. I think every hero except Yaru went first. That's pretty good initiative for most of the group. Yaru, uh, you're up. Uh, Yaru sees everyone running and then he sees a, a flash up in the northwest of a creature running away. And then the one uh, comes right up on Xanner. So he's going to run to flank this closest creature. To Xanner. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, that is, <clears throat> that is dangerous moves. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my fighting style very well yet, do you? <laughs> I'm going to flank this creature as my first action. My second action is I'm going to enter into the Tangled Forest stance, which the visual of that very much just looks like you almost can see roots from the ground come up even in this stone temple. All life comes and clings onto Yaru's feet, rooting him to the ground so that he can't move. And also in this stance, any creature within my reach has to make a reflex save to attempt to leave my grasp. Mm. In my third action, I will just attack. And it's not just a normal attack. This is a raking, tangled forest, a slashing attack. Sildren is intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got some tricks, this old monk. Oh, it's 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 <clears throat> like the whole visual with a tangled like like branches and roots mm-hmm. and things. That's so my first uh Strike here will be a flurry of blows. Oh, uh, is that one action? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, so you get two attacks. That's fantastic. Mm, not great for that first one. 22 to hit for the first one, and an 18 to hit for the second. Two four. All right, but the All attacks right. themselves are not so great. The first one connects. Okay, good. All right. Don't hit him with electricity! 
He looks at his hand wraps and it's like fire ice. Yeah, twenty points of damage. Three of that is fi- uh, cold damage, and six of it is fire damage. All right, you uh, you hit and boom to do, and you can see some little ice sparking every time you make a hit, and then some flame sparking. You notice your right hand, the flame hand wrap, uh, isn't uh, delivering as strong as punches as the cold one. By the way, okay. Um, and all right. I can't then, choose to do ice or fire, can I? You're doing it's both just, at the same time. Okay. Both at the same time as the end result. Uh, your, your last attack missed. And then Tangle Force stance. Uh, every enemy in your reach that tries to move away must make a reflex acrobatics or athletics check or be immobilized for that action. Nice. Uh, okay. Um, next up is Sir Brenros at the top. I was preparing for combat and got raced by there. Uh, so, with a 20, can I achieve a flanking spot and be due north of this creature in front of me? Uh, yes. Uh, then that's will be my first one. Alright, you and Palik are on either side of the first one. Uh, my second one, uh, second action or whatever it takes there, uh, is to... Uh, nurture some sort of uh, connection with this uh, this uh, consecrated bit. Uh, reach out to it, uh, take it in, or you know, just uh, reach out and tell you know, like Selena, you know, I'll help as best I can. All right, you gain ten temporary hit points plus two to your next attack and plus one d ten law damage to your next attack. Wow. You right. are filled with consecrated energy as you law reach Law damage? Law, as opposed to chaos, lawful damage. Not law, lawful might be a better uh-huh. way of saying it. Uh, then, without wasting a single moment, I will lash out at the creature. Nope. Nope. Go. Uh, 27. Uh, and... Was there a plus on that for the yep. hit? Plus two because you're flanking, and plus two oh, yeah. more uh, for the consecration bonus. So that is 30, a 31. 31. Uh, you have hit the creature. Fantastic. That is 12 points of damage. And an additional d10 from the consecrated energy you just pulled out. And six more. All right, you shred apart the temporary shield of electricity it had around it from Xander's magic and then do more damage beyond that. Um, and you are good. Xander, you are also flanking a different creature, you and uh, Yaru. Okay, um, Yaru, I don't want to hurt you so much. That's okay, just don't lightning this thing, okay? Okay. In that case, I'm going to go to my burning hand. <laughs> I knew it was coming. No, no, Ray of Frost, Ray of Frost, Ray of Frost. <laughs> it's too late, we uh, So get Xandercast Burning Hands. Oh, that is a reflex, a reflex save. save again on that one. Oh, it senses the magic. It tries to leap out of the way. It gets a natural 20 and avoids it entirely. Oh, no. However, <laughs> there is a Master Yaru who needs to make the same roll. I just have to beat a natural 20. <laughs> I need to beat a 24 
for half damage. Yeah, 24 or higher. Oh! oh my god! A natural one is rolled. Okay! So, Let's uh, go ahead and burn one of those hero points. For All the right. Burn two. Hold on, hold burn on, two. Doesn't, yeah. count. Oh. doesn't count. I'm going to burn both my hero points. Uh, just burn one. I'll burn one. Oh, thank uh, you. To oh, go. good lord. <laughs> oh. That's better. Ooh, that's 27. Much better. Okay, good. So that is a success of a reflex save. Unless so, you have some additional ability, Yaru. Uh, I do not. Okay, so half damage. Go ahead and no, re-roll that no. damage there. Only the bottom half of you, so it's nine points of fire damage. Damn it, Xander, whose team are you on? I'm sorry, it was, it was it's sneaky. Yes. <laughs> You're healing them. You're hurting us. It's not the way <laughs> no, it's supposed true. to go. <laughs> I'm also gonna do this. It's, it just just in a five cylinder, Xander will throw an elemental toss of fire at the the creature that dodged. All right. So at the fire again. That and is possibly your attack roll. I think that's an attack roll, right? Yeah. Yep. So here for twenty eight. Twenty eight's uh, a hit. Is it an attack roll that takes advantage of flanking? Uh, no. Those are melee only. Oh, okay. Sorry. I know nothing of much. <laughs> 13 points of fire damage for that one. Uh, 13 is a hit. It doesn't do as much damage as you're expecting, but it does burn and singe the creature. Thir- 13, you said? Correct. Okay. Um, got it. Uh, next up is the one and the only Palik. I got a... Skip, Sildren. Uh, I skipped Sildren entirely. <laughs> Sorry, Sildren. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you for catching that. Yeah, um, no problem. Um, Soldren is going to uh, head over within melee range there of the kids. Um, he's going to reach down and uh, <laughs> basically. Roast the kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to cast a new spell that we haven't seen before from Sildren. Um, if I can find it, my I have it. Uh, it is um, where the heck was it? How did I just cast it? Um, From your imagination, resist energy, and I can choose which type of oh. energy uh, that it resists, and it shall be electricity. And let's see, that does. Let me freaking find it. I had it. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, I have it. Do you need some help with it? Need it's in Piercy's cheek pouch. <laughs> yes. I'm never. There it is. Okay. So, uh, Shield of Elemental Energy surrounds Palik. Um, I ch- uh, I get a choice. Electricity is the one. The target gains, uh, its gear gains five resistance against the damage type you choose. This is cool. And it heightened fourth. Since I'm fourth level, is that the heightened? No, you, you have, have to, to cast, cast it, at, it at, that at that level. Okay. Um, yeah, so I cast that, and that's all three of my moves. All right, that gives you uh, resist five to electricity for I think nice. like ten minutes. Uh, yes, that's really clever. I like that. That's that's heal saved is what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, you should spend a little bit of time to interact with me, Leek. 
Because oh. I, I have the vital beacon up Touch so me. you can get healing. Yeah. Okay. Touch me, baby. Uh, Palik, <laughs> who would you like to touch? Nah. Oh, I will spend a move to stand up since like, they knocked me on my ass. Um, yeah. I will, uh, at uh, Sildren's behest, I will uh, graze his uh, thigh on my way up. <laughs> Inner thigh. Inner thigh. And I wink at um, uh, Xander while it's <laughs> happening. Sure. What the? <laughs> He's taking mental relationship damage. During and then I will, uh, uh, you're healed 24 points. So actually Ooh. with the staff of healing, it's plus two to all of my heals. So 26 Perfect. points of damage. Um, so it's an inner thigh thing and involves a staff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, heals me all the way. Thank you very much. Suck and it, then Santa. I will uh, strike with my, my rapier. Okay. For a 25. 25. Uh, you pierce somehow this intersection surrounded by tendrils and connect. Uh, for 16, two of that being electrical. All right. Um, da, 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 da. With 16 points of damage, you do uh, most of that as damage. Okay. Um, where is it at right here? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There we go. Uh, and then uh, it shields up an electricity protecting itself from even the slightest bit that you did. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it also uh, quickens its pace as well. You're done? Uh, that was all three of my actions. All right. I'm assuming touching, uh, uh, getting that heal was- Yes, that was one. Action. Yeah. Uh, Piercy, you're kind of uh, all alone. Your creature ran away. Um, Piercy's gonna uh, go after this creature to the northeast of him over by these speed? pews. Uh, Forty now. It'll take two actions to get there. Okay. Good lord. So two actions, and with the third action, we're gonna do um, short sword finisher. Really? You're gonna burn the panache? Oh yeah. You gotta you gotta attack first. Oh yeah, sorry. You gotta see what happens. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no, why did I say make an attack roll? <laughs> this creature is so consumed about consuming the consecrated space and it's ripping this blue fabric away of this holy magic. And as it's doing that, it pays you no heed and you come up behind it and say something right as you deliver this brutal critical finisher. Hey, what you doing there? <laughs> Death battle chance are so valid. Uh, so that damage roll you made is invalid because you made it ahead yeah. of time. You need to remake it, and it is a critical finisher. Okay, I was about to ask. Uh, Holy short. no. This is not good. So, uh, short sword finisher. Is 46 plus... Come on, roll that beautiful dice. Uh, plus five fire damage. Uh, where's the fire damage from? My 1d10, um, I have that rune. Oh, that's persistent sword. damage. Yeah. So it, that does not kick in until it's turn and goes over and over and over and over. Okay. Uh, I will add that, uh, that is great. Otherwise uh, 46. 
Uh, persistence. That is huge. One single blow, you, you do a whole bunch of damage. The creature squirms, its tentacles flailing at you and your weapon, uh, and it's burning on the inside as well. Uh, and unlike some of the other attacks- Try not to heal that one, <laughs> Unlike some of the other attacks, you're not generating any electrical magical feel around it either. I am not. Uh, finally, the creatures get to go. There is one to the northwest near the statue that has just torn open one of the sections and revealed another creature within, and it runs uh, towards Sir Brenros, charging across with two actions, and then it strikes at you, Brenros. You turn around just in time to deal with a 21 to hit. Um, I'm going to assume that's a... Just deflected off the surface. Uh, there is another one that is right next to you, Xanner. It's uh, you got you and Master Yaru on either side of it, and it is just going to claw voraciously at you with its little tendrils with a Ooh. twenty-three to hit. Uh, that's a miss. Uh, twenty-nine to hit. That hits. And yeah, and then a twenty-eight to hit. That hits too. Oh, I'm sorry, my EC is a twenty-three. I did not have shield raised. So uh, he hits with uh, all three of them. All three times. Xanner's been hit for 16 plus 15 plus 26 is 31, 41, 51, 57 points of damage. You hear terrible cries as Xanner's just shredded. (laughs) I got one hit point. Really? Yeah. It's like a jellyfish, eight feet tall, just started tearing them apart somehow. He checks his Apple Watch to to verify his hit points. (laughs) (laughs) Holy moly. Uh, Piercy, this creature that you have impaled on your your rapier, uh, or it's a short sword. You have a short sword, right? Uh Uh-huh. On your short sword. It then starts to close in around you and attack you, which is bad news. The good news is it's no longer tearing at the consecrated space behind it. Uh, It strikes at you with a 30 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Uh, Uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. A 32 to hit. That hits too. And then you get plus two on your next attack as it continues to squirm on your blade with a critical miss on its last attack. Uh, but you do take some damage right off the bat. Uh, this is some pretty heavy damage. Gah, total of 55 points of electrical damage over two attacks. Okay. Jeez. Holy moly. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Zildern> <laughs> head keeps whipping around as more and more people are screaming. Uh, there is one creature that's surrounded by Sildren, Palik, and Sir Brenros, and it makes an attack, and it lashes out with its tendrils at all three of you for two actions. Um, and Not here cool. it comes. It attacks Sir Brenros with a 36. Uh, I, I forgot something. Success. Yes. What did you forget, Piercy? Um, I forgot my opportune repost. Oh no! Wait. Uh, yeah. My opportune repost. When uh, when a creature critically fails a strike at me, um, I get to to take advantage of the opening there, and I get to make sure. Uh, then add that bonus I told you to that <laughs> opportune repost. Okay. That's great. Um, so we're going to do actions. So it's just short, short, no panache. 
25 to hit. Is a hit. 27 actually with your plus 27. Two. It's still a hit. 11. Uh, 11 points of damage. I'll add it to you. Uh, and then back to the swiping attack in the middle of the chamber. Brenros, you got a hit. Uh, Palik, it is. Is that a reroll or is that a. No, no, it's good. And Palik is okay. a 28 to hit. Ah, yeah, that hits. All right. And then Sildren is a. Let me double check the ruling on this. It makes a strike against each creature within reach. This seems super powerful. Just double checking. Hold on. Uh, each creature within reach, its multiple attack penalty increases only after all of the attacks. <sighs> you have been hit for 30, Sildren. 30 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. All three of you have been struck. Uh, Brenros, it is 14 points of damage. Uh, 26 to Polik. Don't forget your energy shield kicks in. Used to 21. And the healer Sildren takes 31, almost 100% max damage. Oh my God. That was a bad one. Fun. Um, <laughs> no, I, think, I think you're being sarcastic. There's one last creature, a new creature. It comes running towards this big bramble of two creatures with the three heroes in the middle that just got rocked. Um, and it goes running uh, past you and continues towards another section of pews towards another consecrated space. Oh, and I forgot the middle creature. That was uh, one, two uh, attacks. It is going to try and move out and get around uh, Sir Brenros and get slightly away from the heroes all right you say runs by us so does Brenrose have a opportunity attack on that from here to here you no it's not within weapon reach it's about maybe okay. 10 feet away um yaru what are you gonna do yaru sees xanner looking a little woozy um he's just like with your remaining strength please use ice ice will work and i'm just gonna keep attacking this thing i'm gonna use a flurry of blows first Okay. In my Tangle of Forest stance, of course. Man, this thing does not like me. There you go. Boom, boom. 34 and 26 to hit. The 26, your second attack is a hit, but the first one, you've been waiting like frick, like eight freaking combat turns, <laughs> and boom, you deliver a critical right into it. Nice. And what did you say the critical effect of the runes is? Uh, well, let's do the damage first, and then we'll stack some goodness on it. So I'm do shift. Oh, oh my god. This is a nice roll, too. Oh, for the first one. Very nice. And 11 for the second one. So 55 points of damage. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then it was a D. Sweet. 10? <laughs> what was the critical? All right. So with critical, that is, it is slowed uh, one for its next round, I believe. Might want to double check that. And then... Uh, it also has uh, persistent 1d10 fire damage. Uh, wow, what a hit. And that was one action? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't do the damage now. Oh, okay, sorry. Turn. sorry, sorry. Um, so let's uh, attack it two more times. All right, these are harder to do. This is all uh, my third Attack threes, yeah. 
21. 21 uh, You're miss. flanking, right? I am flanking. Oh, yeah, I am you flanking. Hit so, with a 23. <laughs> and yes. that's uh, just asking really quickly, would the 28, that that's a flanking, would that be a critical hit too? Negative. No, okay, that's fine. Uh, so that is... It, 23 oh, more points of damage. 23 on a normal hit. Uh, five of those are cold and five are fire. Okay. Got it. We'll do, we'll do one more. Tank. Ooh. 16. Or Thank 18. God. And he holds yeah. his head in shame. It's such a terrible <laughs> display. <laughs> I'm thinking even at some point, like you're in this tangled mode that you're even hitting and getting through and just ripping out certain yeah. tendril sections. God bless America, that was violent. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, up at the start and Piercy, um, can you roll a D10 real fast for your creatures? Uh, we skipped his persistent fire. It's only two. Two points and unfortunately he immediately got rid of it with a high roll. Um, but I will take the, it, it, it ignores that too and resists it. Um, it is Sir Brenros. What do you got? You are surrounded. You are flanked by two of these Brenros. I am indeed. Shield that. Uh, I am stepping to the north of the creature. Uh, there we go. That All right. Out of corny your eye, by the way, you can't see Xander. Just so everyone knows and the listeners, Xander's at one freaking hit. <laughs> I'm up next. Xander's. Um, <clears throat> raising a shield and making an assault. Okay. And that is a 39 to hit. Ooh, with the power of Selene behind him, uh, Brenros, you deliver a critical hit. Um, that is 33 plus 36 in total, all damage. And Brenros, nice. you cut down the first vire of the battle. It is nice. slain. Yeah. How exactly does it die? It collapses like some weird Ikea hipster beanbag type chair that <laughs> seems cool and comfy, but really isn't. And it just collapses in this big heapy wig mat on the ground. Fantastic. Um, all right, Xanner. Uh, uh, do you, do you skip me again? Skip. God bless. What is going on? Hold on. Hold on. I'm checking this again. I'm just going to go move, 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 move. Master Yaru up at the top of Sir Burnhouse hitting. I don't know why. All right. Silver, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, how far away am I from Xanner? Xanner uh, is 65 feet away. Hmm. I didn't move very far. That's also. Trouble. Um, uh, making a note, Sildren, you, I removed one wounded level from our Scourge in our battle. You still are wounded one as it has not been a week for you. Got that it. Makes sense. It does. Um, okay. 60, how far? 65 feet. 65 feet. Okay. Um, so I move 35 feet towards him. Okay. Taking me down to 30 feet. And then I will cast 
my top level heal spell. So you smell nice flowery spring type <laughs> things going on there, Xanner. This guy smells good. And oh. you are healed for 49 points of damage. I saw I saw ones thrown there and you're still healing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Does that, that was kind of a weak heal. Oh no, 51. 51 points of damage. Sheesh. You know. Thank you very much. Stop getting hit. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. Xander. Uh so after smelling some beautiful autumn leaves and, and getting this revitalization, Xander's gonna start pulling um hearing the words of Yaru kind of echoing through his head. Xander <laughs> starts... Uh, Alistair's like, thank God. Xander's <laughs> uh, aura starts kind of forming up around him in a really, really solid blue. Like like a, like an ice white blue that comes up from his feet, goes up through his body and out through his hands. His eyes glaze completely silver as Xander looks up to the sky and starts creating a huge funnel of clouds and ice and hail and creates an ice storm right in front of him. Oh. It is a new spell that he's never done before, but really, really called on it uh, when Yaru called it out. Now, ice storm by its nature sounds really, really bad for Yaru who's right next to him, but this has an extremely tight five foot radius. This is perfect surgical attack of magic. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I don't think anyone has ever said about Xander before, to be perfectly honest. Not, not even once, no. Yaru just sees Xander turn into an icicle for all this is like, I didn't tell you to freeze. I told you to use the ice. <laughs> and then, yeah, right. So literally right. And use Idrisil's voice for some reason. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, the, the vire that this ice storm uh, forms. It does have a basic reflex save. All right. It makes it and uh, it is cast. All right. It rolls a uh, 24. So 24 is the DC, so it, it, I'm thinking he makes it, is that right? It takes half damage then. Half damage, okay. Uh, so he gets uh, 2d8 bludgeoning and 2d8 cold. All right. Looks like those are separated uh, rolls, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add those in. Does the flanking give him a negative to that save? Okay. Negative. All right, so that is uh, eight for both. So that is uh, eight points damage of bludgeoning and eight points cold damage. And he'll cut those in, in half, so that's four of each. But as long as he is uh, not moved and stays in there, uh, he, everyone else is concealed outside uh, of the storm because it, it's mm. blasting on him. Um, he is actually concealed within it as well. But if he ends his turn in that storm, he takes four cold damage consistently. And if he tries to get out of it, uh, Master Yaru can <laughs> can try and prevent that, I think. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Okay, looks good. Uh, any creature ends his turn takes four. Uh, cool. Uh, one, one more time. It was eight plus eight. It enjoys all of that damage, um, right. which is right here with a that creature. Uh, the creature is getting hammered and pelted, uh, and there's like raw chaotic energy wounded spots where tendrils have been ripped out by the roots. That really gets it pretty strong. Uh, and I've got that number there. Uh, next up is Palik. Unless Xander, you have any other was that all three actions that for that spell? all three actions that's a big spell storm. it takes a lot of energy uh palik 
I would like to uh, use uh, my tumble behind ability on uh, this vire to the All north right. of me. Make so that's a, a acrobatics roll. 23. 23 succeeds. They are not oh. very agile. <laughs> um, and after this, so now I want to use uh, for two actions, I want to do my twin feint. So I have a dagger in one hand and a rapier in the other. And I'm going to strike with the dagger and then strike with the rapier. Ooh. And uh, it'll knock him off. Uh, it'll knock him flat footed for the second attack. He's already flat footed on the first attack because I tumbled behind him. And then it'll be a, uh, he'll be flat-footed for the second attack as well. Sweet. And why do we care about flat-footed? Because it gives you the bonus plus yeah. two, which is oh, great. Yeah. And it's your big, uh, uh, yeah, two, D two extra attack D damage. Yeah. 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 So, uh, dagger attack is a uh, 28. You strike it true. Wouldn't that and be a 30? It would be a 30. A 30. Yes, and then uh, do we want to do damage separate for this? Uh, make the other attack real fast. And then a, a 29. Uh, is also a hit, both hits, okay. So 19 points for the first hit and 35 for the second. There's a total of five electricity damage. Okay, uh, 35 oh. for the second, holy yeah. mother. That's a great roll. Oh, that's your rapier, rapier. the big one. Yeah. Um, that is a total of 30, 40, 54 raw damage. And then how much of it was electrical? Uh, five. All right, you, this is the first time this creature has been hit. You you do this double huge massive uh, cut and damage uh, and it does damage. You hack off sections, you pierce uh, the creature squirming in pain. And then though it does- Oh, twin, so it, it ignites the twin distraction as well because I hit uh, on both of those. Okay, what's that do? So um, my movements with two weapons are so swift and disorienting that they befuddle the opponent and uh, needs to succeed at a will saving throw or become okay. stupefied until the end of my next <laughs> turn. Wow. All right. Uh, 31. I think it passed that one. Passes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it shimmers with an electrical shield since you've done electrical damage yeah. to it. Piercy, you are one on one with one of these dudes. Yeah, um, he looks at the guy and he says, if you look like this on the outside, what must you look like on the inside? I will find out soon. And <laughs> and plunges his short sword, or at least attempts to. With oh well, first of all, was that, that a that, Von Mo? That was a Von Mo. Okay. What is that versus? I can't remember. I uh, don't know why. Why you ask these things? Um, we'll I think it's will. Versus the target's will. Say your diplomacy versus the target's will. Okay. So. My diplomacy was 22. All right. Uh, the creature ignores you in every single possible way. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Actually, does that even apply? Let me double check. I, I was uh, that about abjuration. General linguistic, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't have any effect whatsoever on this creature. Okay. Uh, then I won't try that again. 
Um, <laughs> so instead, we just go for two. Uh, two. He just kind of like. It just slumps at, its little tentacles and looks sad uh, at the insult. If I didn't uh, hurt your feelings. <laughs> And we gotta do some attacks, some um, right. normal you've, you've attacks. You've got some Canadian in you where you're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Natural 20! That's French Canadian. <laughs> um, I'm gonna stick with that. Uh, so here's my damage. <laughs> no, you're not gonna reroll that. <laughs> uh, 18. All right. Points of damage. Um, oh, it's a critical, right? Critical, yeah. yeah. Reroll that. 18 plus 11, plus 11. And then he's going to have persistent um, at the end of his next turn. He still already he already has that. He does okay. attack. Does attack. Um, and that then so that's my second wanna, attack. Yeah. yeah uh, my third attack, I'm going to use Vivacious bra- Bravado. What is and that? I, I just stand there and I just I just look very satisfied <laughs> with myself. <laughs> and uh, um, I gain temporary hit points equal to my level plus charisma modifier, and they last until the start of my next turn. Cool. Nice. Here I come to save the day. Yeah, a little protective. I like it. Awesome. So I just got to figure out the ones. All right, the creatures are going to go. There is one that is surrounded by Brimrose and Palik, and it lashes out at Palik. Palik, you are being attacked for a 28. It's 27. I'm going to, with that, I'm going to uh, use my nimble dodge reaction and uh, it won't hit me. How so? What does that Because do? it adds a plus two circumstance bonus to my AC. Okay. Um, and then the last one is a 14. Nope. So I get hit once. All right. Only once you have been slashed with lightning tentacles for 21 points of electrical damage. 16. Plus five. Yep. Yeah. I would like to reduce that by 10 points of damage. Oh, retributive Badly. strike. I hear. Retributive strike comes out. Nice. There we go. We're, uh, we're getting some synergies Everybody going. Everybody looking out for Palik. Yeah. <laughs> And there's a lash coming. He needs it. She jumped into this. Yeah, oh. I don't think you've quite figured out the scope. Of it. <laughs> 21, which I, I think is still a mess. 21 is a mess. You got excited. I got excited, but 10 points save us. I'm yeah. striking. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, next up is the creature that is next to Xanner and uh, Yaru. It is going to do the double action hit everyone within range attack that one of its fellows did. No. Uh, hang on. Here is Yaru. Yaru, 33 to hit. But it's isn't it in the ice storm, so it's concealed? So it just has to roll to even be able to hit. Is that uh, correct? That is a good point. It's mm. uh, it passes that, and the th- and uh, we'll do we'll redo the attack roll. Uh, shoot, I did it wrong. Uh, it passed the concealed. It's able to see you through it, and then it got a thirty-six to hit. Oh, oh no. okay. Uh, yeah, that's uh, critical. Critical. Sorry, buddy. Thanks. Um, it could have been a lot worse. 40 points of electrical damage oh. are dealt to Master Yaru. Oh. And there were Yikes. three very low rolls in terrible. that. Um, I think Sildren got 31 on a regular hit. Uh, yeah. And then Xanner, you are, it needs to see you. And it does not. And it swings, tentacles come out of the ice that's right next to you, but you cannot be struck yeah. by it. I am kind of holding on to the thing. That makes sense. <laughs> I gotta get really small. 
<laughs> and because of that, it then attacks with a triple penalty against you, Yaru, one last time. Can it find you through the cold? It cannot! God darn it! <laughs> um, and it does not quicken. Its turn ends. It's slowed. Yeah, it's slowed, so it doesn't only have two Oh, it only actions. has two. Yep, you're right. So that last action doesn't matter. Uh, go ahead roll and take 1d10 persistent damage, if you would, uh, Yaru. Go ahead and take that, you dirty son of a bitch. Seven points of fire. Oh, it resists some of that, but not all of it. And Xanner, it's still in your ice storm at the end. All right. So that is an extra four cold damage. That's and good. you hear screeching sounds. There's flailing through the fog like Independence Day, and the creature dies. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. I got one. Ice high five. <laughs> uh, there is another creature that was racing across knocking pews and it is also attacking uh, a last bit of consecrated space uh, and tearing at it but it does not uh, tear enough and it is Master Yaru's turn ooh okay um, I have to use an action to exit the stance correct um, no you're in that stance and you can move and do whatever you want okay uh, okay, how far away is that creature to the east that just um, got to that feet. orb? Oh, sorry, that one to the east? That is... Got to the, choo, the, choo, choo. That's about 80 feet away. Hmm. I will... No, 90 feet even. It's far. Is it? It's 90 feet, though? Yes. All right, I'm going to use two actions, and you, Xanner and Sildren, you just see Yaru disappear. What? And I will abundant step 90 feet to the blue orb <laughs> to the east. Interesting. Nice. And I will grab onto that creature. This is very odd and interesting. This is abundant step. Oh, like a, the, your key, chi, yeah. whatever spell. I'm use a focus point. You move so fast, you blur cards, you teleport up a distance equal to your speed within your line of sight. Man, bounce, bounce, you're on it. Um, and it is now uh, caught up in your uh, your tangled forest uh, stance. You want to try a grappling action in addition to that, or do you want to strike well, it? Well, I'm going to do a flurry of blows at it. Okay. <laughs> I'm intimidated by flurry of blows from last time. <laughs> Ooh, a 36 nice. and a 28 to hit. That is a critical and then a hit. Yes. Okay. Ooh. So, what is that? Uh, 40... That's just two normal attacks. Yeah, it's 43. Uh, yeah, because I don't have a critical button for mine. Oh, oh, okay. It's just a shift left click. I oh, think. is it? Oh, sorry. sorry about that. I'll just do that. Sorry. But you get... All right. Start it all over again. Let's get a critical yeah. damage in. Shift left click on the damage. God damn it. Do the thing, Julie. There you go. There we go. 37. 37 with that much yes. fire. Okay. And then uh, you run one regular five damage. Five of that roll. is cold. And then regular damage. 24. Six cold. Nice. Oh, my like goodness. 61 damage. Jeez, 61 man. points of damage. And nice. it is within my grasp. All right. It is also now slowed one and persistent uh, fire. Can you double check your weapons critical? How long does that slow last? I think until it makes a save or is it just one turn? Can't remember. Uh, I don't have the runes 
Uh, it's on your weapon, the first oh, weapon, sorry. the red box on the first weapon. And then Berenros, you're up. All right. Uh, slowed until the end of my next turn. Okay. Unless it succeeds 20, DC 24. Okay. Fortitude. It does not. Renrose. All right. Uh, one step forward to close the distance of the creature nearest me. And flanking with Palik, I assume? Yes. All right. And here, 26 to hit. Hits. Nice. Is 14 plus 24 in total. Where'd that 10 come from? That was the law damage. That is a. Oh, that was only for the first attack that oh, you Oh, only did. for the. F- this is. Oh, oh, so not every first attack. Just... No. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, so the uh, 14 damage then. Okay. We'll make a second attack. With a 24. Cuts into some tendrils. Nice. Adding 18 points of damage. Okay. Uh, you shatter its electrical shield and uh, do some damage. And Sildren, I finally remember you. It is your turn. <laughs> Third action I will take is to raise my shield. Uh, you moved and attacked twice, I believe. Oh, did I? Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. there we go. Um, okay. Looking over everybody, I am going to travel kind of to the northeast 35 feet which i assume is right about there and then spin around and cast a spell at palik that spell being a level three heal oh because she seems to keep taking damage what's the uh, range on that spell 30 feet all right so you just gotta move over this way more and you're that's good. fine and that'll heal her 40 points of damage. Thank you. Nice. Uh, and, and that's a big heal. Xanner. Xanner is uh, just pulling up his aura from where he was, stoked from the ice storm that's still brewing in front of him. He's never <laughs> done that before. And he will go to the goldie but goodie and cast Fireball up at the uh, vire that is next to Piercy. Uh, you do not have line of sight. Does Fireball need line of sight? Yes. Are you sure? All your spells need line of sight. I was checking for that. Okay. In that case... Count your blessings, Piercy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be payback for season one. Right? Doing, doing hook shots and bouncing English off of Fireball. Yeah. As Batman would say, that's how it, so that's how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Asinero! And uh, Xander wants to cast Acid Arrow at the... I wasn't doing it just yet. I was hitting the wrong thing. Right. Xander wants to cast Acid Arrow at the Vire uh, that Brenros and Palik are uh, fighting with. All right, Sir Brenros, you cringe as you hear Xander say, Fireball! No, Acid Arrow! And you're like, okay, thank God. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> And then Acid Arrow goes flying over your shoulder, Brenros. Let's make the attack roll now, Xander. You're... Oh, yeah. 33. Oh, that's critical acid arrow damage. Woohoo! All right. Uh, make sure I'm casting the right one here. I'm casting at the. Yep, that's the one. And I get shift. Quick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 53 points of acid damage. Oh, that's got to be a record acid arrow right there. 
Oh, uh, Sir Brenros, you just see one of the most horrific, chaotic things in front of you. <laughs> as they're just tentacles burning, hissing, the smell is awful, and you just almost feel pity for this poor, horrific creature as it melts before you uh, and dies. That's two! <laughs> Palik. Um, shaking a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good job, Xander. Uh, the the uh, fire by uh, by uh, Piercy. How far away is that? That one is thirty. Too far away. It's about a hundred feet away. Ah, uh, okay. Then I will I will move ninety feet in its direction. All right, you're very close to Piercy. Um, speaking of which, Piercy, it is your turn. So, um, Piercy actually could not use Vivacious Bravado Western because you have to um, gain Panache that same, on that same turn. Oh, okay. So instead, he would have uh, just like uh, moved away five feet. Sure. Okay. Um, um, and what yeah. did that create? Okay, go ahead. Uh, so he is now, he's going to do. <clears throat> this acrobatic move where he's like, ha ha, and he like jumps off the one pew and then tumbles over the top of, of this of this vire to the second pew and then hops down onto the sacred space. So would that go pew, pew, pew? <laughs> uh, make an acrobatics roll for me, Piercy. <laughs> All right. And let's get this, there we go. Uh, 33, do I get anything? Nope, yep, 33. All right, so with a 33, the good news is that you gain panache. Stepping into the consecrated space that it was trying to tear apart, the good news is that you gain 10 temporary hit points. Oh! And the good news is, is that you gain plus two to your next attack, but the good news is you gain plus 10 lawful damage on your next attack, empowered by this consecrated space. Wow, okay. So that was my first move, or my first section. Uh, and I have Panache, so... Um, might as well go with uh, Finisher for my second action, of course. Might as well. And that's 29 plus 231. You just missed the critical. It's a normal hit. <laughs> so close. All right. Uh, 21. Still a lot of damage. 32 plus the 10. Oh, 42. Wait, it didn't count it. Oh, come on. Roll that. Why is it not? Why is it not like showing? Got to roll in the text area. Oh. In the box. I am. I was having that issue last week okay, or the we week got before. It. We got it. Okay. Uh, a two. <laughs> I rolled like a 10 and a nine and then a two. So uh, 34. And I caught a fish this big. <laughs> <laughs> 34 points of damage. All right. And brutal strike. Um, and you slice it, the energy of, uh, the dwindling energy of Selene, uh, really getting behind that attack as well. And that's it? Oh, that's wait. It? No, that's only my second turn, huh? Yeah. So, third turn, um, I'll strike again, just a normal attack this time. 
Okay, that was a waste of everyone's time. Okay. <laughs> Next is that creature's turn. It is still a flame, uh, but it's gonna fight like crazy. And it is going to strike at you, uh, Piercy. Okay. It whips around with a 25 to hit. Uh, nope. Ooh, interesting. Then it will move away and shamble away towards Palik. And where it will then attack you with a critical hit. Natural mm. 20. This could be interesting. Uh, 44 points of electrical damage dealt to Palik. 39? Yeah. As it just, Adam, you were not expecting it to come so fast and its electrical tentacles overwhelm you. Um, and then I need Piercy, you to roll a d10 of persistent fire damage. There we go. Eight. And the creature burns to death with this. <laughs> it, it had to be high. That was nice. That was a little late. As I cannot control the fire. Um, Yaru, you are isolated with, I believe, the last of these creatures. As it it's, should be. <laughs> it is going to make an attack at you with its vines. Oh! Almost critically fails and gets a 21 to hit you. Uh, which I assume is a miss. Yeah, it's kind of me. And then it's, it's just doing this thing. Get off of me, get off of me, get off of me. <laughs> it then spends its last action to tear at the consecrated space to bring forth one more of these creatures. Oh no! Uh, and does not succeed in breaking through the consecrated space. For its third action, it is consumed by the icy slowness you dealt in your critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you could roll persistent 1d10 fire damage, please. I could. Only one, one point of fire. Resist damage. that entirely, but it does continue burning, uh, is the good news. Yeah. Um, Master Yaru, you're next. Okay. I will straight up just go for it. Flurry of blows for my first two attacks. With a 31 and a 31. Ooh, uh, both hit. Nice. Critical? No. no. That's low. That's okay. Whoa! How about 29 and 50? How about 44 points of damage? 44. Um, For my first attack. 44, 11 of that is fire. Got it. Okay. Those are your first action, yeah. First two attacks. (laughs) Or first... Action. Uh, second action. Let's just go ahead. Another attack. Let's just all be monks. No, you know what? Second action. I'm gonna rein in a focus spell, and I'm gonna do a key strike. Okay. Um, yes. It's still plus two. A twenty-one. Uh, you focus your uh, chi into a magical attack, make an unarmed strike or flurry of blows. 
Uh, I think I already burned that this turn. Though. This doesn't change the limit on using only one flourish per turn. So yes, yeah. you can just do a normal strike. You gain plus one to your attack and 22. it deals an additional 1d6 damage. Uh, it can be of any choice of that damage. Uh, so I rolled a 22 if it's a plus one. Then uh, 22 to hit. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty weak and connects and barely, and you needed oh, nice. that key. That okay. Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, so do your normal so. damage, then add a D6 and tell me what type of damage you want it to be, force or lawful or negative or positive. Okay. This. My God, your damage rolls are huge. Yeah, they are. And four points of... Uh, it's called positive damage. Positive damage. The rest of the group can just see these repeated Neo hits over and over and over and over again. And the creature disintegrates and collapses into a million pieces. And you have slain the last of these vires, leaving the sounds of chaos in this empty church drifting off in the distance. The place is still, though, dark. It is still. Uh, creepy and eerie with three of these remaining consecrated spaces still here. Sir Brenros, you certainly have the sensation that all is not done here still. Uh, but before you can do anything, we will stop there for two. Uh. <laughs> oh. So thank you everyone for uh, tuning in. Had a couple technical problems, but it looks like we got through it and had a blast. Uh, and we got to really see some heroes uh, shine with some abilities. Uh, pretty exciting. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks guys. Have a good night. Thanks.